This is Ask Me Another. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, the queen of quizzes, the princess of puzzles, the trivia trollop. <laughs> Next to me on stage are our amazing puzzle gurus, John Chinesky. Hi, everybody. Hi, Ophira. Hi, John. Hi. And Art Chung. Hey, Ophira. How's it going? Good. More from our gurus later, but first I'd like you to turn your attention to the man who never considers himself fully dressed without his guitar, Mr. Jonathan Colton. Hello. All right, so we have our first two contestants on stage. Let's meet them right now. Let's have a round of applause for Mary Rose Delal. Hi, Mary. And Bryce Gilliard. Hi, Bryce. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Ask Me Another. Now, Mary, you're an actual real New Yorker, born and raised. Yes, ma'am. This is genuine Brooklyn accent. Genuine Brooklyn accent. <laughs> is Brooklyn your favorite of all the boroughs? Well, you have a well I, I'm a native New Yorker. Yeah. I was born and bred in Brooklyn. I went to college in Staten Island for four years, grad school in the Bronx for four years, lived in Manhattan 19 years, and lost my virginity in Queens one night. <laughs> She wins. I know. But the interesting thing is she never returned to Queens. <laughs> Excellent. I'm happy to have you. Now, Bryce, you write about interior design and you style rooms for photo That's shoots? That's what I do. That's an yes. amazing job. So I love, I, love, um, I, I love paint colors, all the crazy you know, names that they try to give these colors to get people interested. What is the in color right now? Pale avocado. Pale avocado. <laughs> I understand because... Normal avocado is a little much, right? That is just blaring no. off the walls. No. Pale is romantic. Pale is romantic. Mmm. Kind of soupy green. I understand. <laughs> All right. So this is a game called Happy and You Know It. Jonathan, what is this about? Well, I'm sure everyone remembers the children's song that teaches you that if you are happy and you are also aware of that fact, <laughs> you should demonstrate that by clapping your hands. Right, it separates the uh, Paxil people from the Ritalin people. <laughs> That's right. That's right. If, if you are sad, do not clap your hands. <laughs> you, don't, you just don't even bother. There is no reason to clap your hands if you are sad. Uh, so in this game, we're going to give you clues to things, and I'm going to sing you those clues to the tune of If You're Happy and You Know It. Uh, because I was a music major in college. I can do this. Uh, so, Afira, we're going to try this one out to demonstrate to them. Uh, uh, see if you can guess what this is. If you're a mammal and you know it, clap your hands. If you're from Africa and you know it, clap your hands. If your long neck is the key to eating leaves up in a tree. It's the example, but I'm glad you're excited and enthusiastic. It's the only answer I'll know. Yo, you sell yourself short, Mary. The answer to this one, and you get to sing it. If I'm a giraffe and I know it, clap my hands. Yes. yes All right, right, so contestants, you're going to ring in when you know the answer, but Jonathan will likely keep playing because it's very difficult to stop a happy man. <laughs> and you will need to ring in and, yes, sing the answer as the last line. Audience, you will not be singing along. I know you'll want to, but you may clap. Please clap. And then after each ditty, we'll both ask you a follow-up question. Either of you can ring in for it about uh, whatever I feel like. Are you ready? Yes. Excellent. 
If you're a hairstyle and you know it, clap your hands. If you're shaped on either side, clap your hands. If it's in a line and not a chunk, and you can tell folks you're really punk. If you're a mohawk and you know it, clap your hands. Yes. <laughs> Correct. So when we're talking about mohawks, the first person that should spring to mind, if you're a certain age, <laughs> is the former A-Team star, Mr. T. Oh. Okay, relax. <laughs> you don't know what the question is yet. It's a little bell crazy right now. People, people get a little twerked up, up on, on stage. That happens. <laughs> Mr. T had a short-lived reality show in which he traveled across America giving motivational advice. What was the name of the show? Which was named after his famous catchphrase. No, you want, you want me to go to the audience? <laughs> wow. Both, both say no? All right, audience. I pity the fool. I pity the fool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're a dessert and you know it, clap your hands. If you're ricotta-based and you know it, clap your hands. More valued than a gun in a mobster's hit and run. I believe that was Mary Rose. If I'm a cannoli and you know it, clap your hands. Yes. Yes, a cannoli. I didn't get the right Oh, my God. I wish when people at the ricotta-based and you know it, clap your hands, I wish everyone really was ricotta-based. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, what, yes. a, what a wonderful oh, world it would be. Rigot. So, okay. Rigot. All right, Brooklyn. Ah, you know she's from Brooklyn. That's right. Uh, you want to say gamol, huh? Nah, okay. Oh, is this where you guys pretend you're Italian? Um... Uh, Cannolis came to us from Italy, specifically the island of Sicily. Another popular Italian dessert is Neapolitan ice cream, named after the city in Naples. What are the three traditional flavors found in Neapolitan ice cream? Rice. Chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. Yes. Correct. If you're an office supply and you know it, clap your hands. If you make copies and you know it, clap your hands. If your ink has lost its base, it's this cartridge you'll replace. Bryce? If you're a Xerox machine and you know it, clap your hands. Laser printer. No. <laughs> One answer at a time, please. Mary Rose? If you're a drum and you know it, clap your hands. What? A you drum. A, and... a drum. Yeah, I know where you're going. Can't do it. I know Can where you're going. the audience again? Yeah, unfortunately, that is not the answer we're looking for. Audience, do you have an idea? Toner. Toner. Sing it. If you're... <laughs> Thank you. Sounds beautiful, audience. Toner. Both the contestants... That's one point for the audience. Both the contestants are looking at me right now like, no. No. <laughs> we don't like this. No, no toner. In the 1999 movie Office Space... Three disgruntled cubicle jockeys take a laser printer outside and destroy it with a baseball bat. One of them is also angry because he is the same name as what popular soft rock singer? Hmm, contestants unsure. Thinking. Mary Rose says no. Bryce? She needs a minute. <laughs> Thanks, Mary Rose. Bryce? Andy Gibb? Andy Gibb. Hey, she took a guess. I like that. She That's took a, a wrong guess, guess but yeah. she took a guess. Audience? Michael Bolton. Yes. Michael Bolton. Yeah, well, there you go. The fact that you didn't know that is not bad. If you're an organ and you know it, clap your hands. 
Be careful. If you're in a pair and you know it, clap your hands. If your neighbor is the spleen and you're also a type of bean. Bryce? If you're a kidney and you know it, clap your hands. Yes, kidney! And if your neighbor is a spleen, you have the worst neighbor ever. That is a loud, venting neighbor. What Stephen Songheim musical features Mrs. Lovett's highly suspect version of steak and kidney pies? Contestants, not sure? No? All right, audience? Sweetie Todd! Sweetie Todd! Yes, okay, that's all right. Got a couple more for you. If you're plastic and you know it, clap your hands. If you're an odd utensil and you know it, clap your hands. If you look just like a fork that has eaten too much pork. Bryce? If you're a spork and you know it, clap your hands. Yes, spork is correct. Now, the word spork is a portmanteau word, a combination of the word spoon and fork. What trademark invention is a portmanteau of the French words for velvet and hook, which is a good description of the product? It's a combination of the French words for velvet and hook. The old velvet hook, they used to call it. (laughs) Back in the day. Back in the day. You just have to do things with that. What's that? The old velvet hook? (laughs) Bryce? Bryce. Velcro? Yes, Velcro. Velcro. All right, what do we have here? Okay, turns out our winner for this round is Bryce. Congratulations, Congratulations. You'll be moving on for Ask Me One More final round coming up at the end of the show. Mary Rose, you're a fantastic competitor. We love having you on. Big round of applause for Mary Rose. Congratulations. Burning the sleeping pill wakes me. Take a wake up pillow filled with energy. Power on hard and I check my messages. But I don't have any messages. Take a drive and pull and head to my car. Drive around a bit because work isn't very far. Call my phone and I check my messages. But I don't have any messages. All I know, driving on drugs feels better when they're prescription. All I know, the world looks beautiful. The world looks so damn beautiful. I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think I felt, felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now. I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think I felt, felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now, right now. Jonathan Colton. Now it's time when we talk about our mystery guest. This is someone we find interesting enough to bring on, pick their brains in a sit-down interview, and then we subject them to a trivia match that our gurus have written for their personal puzzling pleasure. John, I believe you have a hint as to who our mystery guest is tonight? I do. This is my hint. Our mystery guest went up the hill as one half of jackandjillpolitics.com to secure a more realistic depiction of African Americans in the media. Whoa, yeah. nice. This guy does stuff. Yeah, yeah. unlike some <laughs> unlike people. Us. No, yeah, unless, exactly. Yeah. Sounds very cool. Thanks, John. Thank you. So do you think you can handle the heat of the puzzle hot seat? If you think you've got what it takes to be an Ask Me Another contestant, then prove it. To be a contestant, reach us on Facebook and Twitter by searching NPR Ask Me Another, or you can go to our webpage at askmeanother.npr.org. 
If none of those options appeal to you, it's okay. You can send us an old-fashioned email at askmeanother at npr.org. We'll send you a test, and this might be your big chance to reign supreme on national public radio. Coming up, if you love to point out people's mistakes, well, we have the game for you. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. to Ask Me Another. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is puzzler extraordinaire, John Chinesky. Hi. Hi, John. And we have our next contestants. Let's welcome Susan Poliniak. Hello. Hi. (laughs) And Ken Stern. Ken Stern. So, Susan, you're an actual or maybe still are a puppeteer? I was a Muppeteer trainee about 10 years ago. Yeah. A Muppeteer? Well, no, trainee. trainee. Okay, what's the difference? I didn't get to be a Muppeteer. I just got to train. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, Susan, welcome. Thank you. Ken, uh, you, you're a puzzle guy. I've been known to, yes. And you create puzzles? I think I've created two that have seen the light of day. Okay. <laughs> uh, who have you created them for? I created one for the New York Times, and I sometimes create them for my, uh, my seven-year-old son. Aww. All right, well, you're going to need those puzzle skills, because this is a game called... Forwards and backwards, which scares me, because, John, I'm getting a whiff that we're talking about palindromes. As you know, palindromes are words or phrases that are spelled the same forwards and backwards. In this game, you'll be given a clue to a two-word palindrome. Contestants, all you have to do is give us the phrase. For example, Ophira, if I gave you the clue, beginning and ending with H, pester former Governor Palin of Alaska, you'd answer... Harass Sarah. Very good, harass oh, yeah. Sarah. Contestants, ring in when you know the answer. Whoever gets more right moves on to our Ask Me One More final round. Ready? Okay, here we go. We're going to start with people's names. Each of these two-word palindromes is going to include a common first name. And to make it a little less stressful, we'll give you the first letter of each answer, which will also be the last letter. Beginning and ending with the letter N, what you'd say to vote against the host of American Idol. Ken? Nay Ryan? Nay Ryan is right. Yes. Off to a good start. (laughs) Beginning and ending with the letter E. Escape capture by a late night talk show host. Ken? Evade Dave? Evade Dave is right. (laughs) Beginning and ending with the letter I. An Indian rap dress belonging to the host of This American Life. Susan? Iris Sari? Iris Sari. He should be, yes. Okay, now that was, that was challenging, but we're going to step it up a little bit. Why not? Still. Let's make it harder. This next set of palindromes will be two words long, but there won't be any names in them. Beginning and ending with the letter M, the area of your house where you can make cow noises. Ken? The moo room? The moo room is right. <laughs> Also acceptable would be bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Beginning and ending with the letter S. Cats that are suffering from dementia. Susan? Senile felines. Senile felines is right. (laughs) 
What do you think of those senile felines? Memories. I don't have any memories. <laughs> I don't have any memories, yes. <laughs> okay. Beginning and ending with the letter B. The grouchy guy at your local watering hole or saloon. Susan? Bar crab. Bar crab is right. Oh. Audience responded like that was a stunt. Mm. Well done, mm. yeah. <laughs> Beginning and ending with the letter T. Someone who is crazy about Starkist or Chicken of the Sea. Ken? Tuna nut. Tuna nut is Tuna right. Nuts. Wow, what a close game, but it turns out that we do have a winner for this round. Ken? You, got you are it. the winner. And you will be moving on to our Ask Me One More Final Round. Susan, tight race, great, great competitor. Well done. Another round for Susan, everybody. And let's welcome back our puzzle guru, Art Chung. Art, can you give the audience one more clue as to who our mystery guest is this week? I can, Afira. Our mystery guest book has been described as part memoir, part satirical self-help offering advice on, among other things, how to be the next black president. I read it, and all I can say is, I'm ready. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for that chapter. That's going to be amazing. Thank you, Art. Let's welcome our next two contestants. Andy Duong and Tom Miller. Welcome to Ask Me Another, Andy, Tom. So, Andy, you have been to a huge number of countries. I have. How many? 28. 28. Do you have a favorite? Um, the Netherlands, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Netherlands. For many reasons. For many reasons. <laughs> uh, what's your second favorite reason? <laughs> I'm going to say the pancakes. <laughs> the pancakes. Very good. Now, do you ever watch the, the show Downton Abbey? I haven't. Everyone tells me I should. You should. Yes, you should. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> uh, no, that's great. But remember that. I will. Tom Miller, nice to see you. Howdy. Uh, you are the general manager, is that right? That's exactly right. A general manager yeah. and write and act and perform for this fantastic website that I enjoy. It's a women's interest website, but it's called yourtango.com. I love that site. That's exactly right. Thank yes. you very much. You're welcome. Do you watch Downton Abbey? I've seen some Downton Abbey. You've seen some? Some. That doesn't mean you follow it, does it? Uh, it's hard to catch up with uh, so many good shows on Netflix streaming. Oh, okay. All right, well, this game is called Down at Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey, Downton Abbey. That is, the, uh, the, of course, the British hit drama set in an Edwardian mansion in the early 20th century. It is basically Gossip Girl with fancy dresses. Oh, for shame, Lord Colton. That's probably you think that way because you're an American. Yes. <laughs> I love that show. I've given my whole life to that show. No, I know. I know. You, you care. You care about it. And for that, I beg your forgiveness, Lady Ophira oh, Eisenberg. Thank you. <laughs> that just does not flow, does it? That doesn't Lady really Ophira flow, Eisenberg. No. <laughs> but it is true. Our staff is a little obsessed with Downton Abbey. So they made up this little game where the characters of Downton get visited by some real-life people who have aristocratic or royal names. For example, Lady Ophira. Try this one. Branson, the chauffeur, has to park a little red Corvette 
when Downton is visited by this diminutive singer, <laughs> fittingly decked out in royal purple and looking to party like it's 1899. <laughs> that would be Prince, of that course. Is, that is correct. Or Sir Roger Nelson. Yes, as he is otherwise as known. As he is otherwise known. So, contestants, you understand. You, as it turns out, you don't have to know much of anything about Downton Abbey to play this game. <laughs> which is lucky for you. <laughs> <laughs> All the answers will be individuals who have a royal title somewhere in their name. Ring in when you know the answer. Whoever gets more right will move on to our Ask Me One More final round. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Carson the butler is aghast at the uncouth behavior of this supposedly noble English comedian who spends the entire weekend insisting he is a journalist from Kazakhstan named Borat. Sasha Baron Cohen. Tom, you are correct. It's hard to find that name, but you got it. Yep. The Dowager Countess has strong opinions on how a female sovereign should comport herself and it certainly does not include appearing in films like Chicago or Bringing Down the House, as this rapper-turned-actress has done. Andy. Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. It was a great honor for Downton when this television personality and monarch deigned to visit, but they were scandalized to learn that he had been married to seven different women, and what was up with those suspenders? Tom. Larry King. Larry King is correct. At the annual Servants' Ball, the Crawleys delight the staff by bringing in this aristocratic big band leader who can make even Mrs. O'Brien dance with his signature song, Take the A-Train. Tom. Duke Ellington? Duke Ellington, correct. All the Crawley ladies wear the latest in Edwardian fashion, but this knighted rapper prefers... Older Victorian-style dresses with bustles because he likes big butts and cannot lie. Andy. Oh, oh my goodness. He I thought like he had big it. Big butts and I cannot lie. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't remember. You don't remember escaping you? All right. Tom, do you know? Sure. Yeah, uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Sir Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> As they would say in Downton, lady got back. Lady got back. All right. Tom, you are our winner of this round. Congratulations. You'll be moving on to our Ask Me One More final round. Thank you both for playing Andy. Huge hand for Andy, everybody. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You were the brothers can't deny. Girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face. You get sprung, you wanna pull up to. You notice that but was stuck deep in the jeans she's wearing. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. Ooh, babe, I wanna get with ya. Take your pretty picture. My homeboys tried to warn me, but that butt you got made me so horny. Ooh, rumple smooth skin. You say you wanna get in my bends, well. Use me, use me, cause you ain't that average groupie I've seen them dancing, to hell with romancing Cause she's sweating, wet, got it going like a turbo vet I'm tired of magazines, saying flat butts are the thing Take the average black man and ask him that She gotta pack much back, so fellas, fellas Has your girlfriend got the butt? 
Telling her, shake it, shake it Shake that healthy butt <laughs> Baby got back Baby got back Baby got back Jonathan Colton I can see that in the future you're going to be playing that at people's weddings for their first dance. <laughs> okay, up next on Ask Me Another, we have our contestants, Roger Craig and Sam Meyer. <laughs> Welcome. Sam, now you write a uh, blog. Yes. What is it about? I write a blog about cocktails. Wow, it's, that is uh, the most fantastic blog at all. Yeah. <laughs> and what interests you about cocktails? It's easier than cooking. It's, you can work with a smaller palette of uh, ingredients, and, <laughs> and you're drunk by the end of it. Right. Yeah. It's easier than cooking. I never yes. thought of it that way. And Roger Craig, welcome. Hello, Hello Afira. Hello. So you have a business that I don't quite understand. I'd love to hear what it is. Predictive analytics. That's right. So we do business analytics and predict the future for, with, using data. <laughs> To make I know better... you're trying to make it sound interesting. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I know, I went into the uh, little spiel there. We essentially, yeah, help predict the future with the past. Awesome, I'm with you. Yeah. That's good to know. I'm about to introduce our game, but I have to also just point out, Sam, that um, Roger is a, the fourth highest Jeopardy winner of all time. I think something like that, right? Yes. You would know for sure, I'm sure. Hold <laughs> the record told. of the most money. Ever won, ever? Yeah, I just lucked out. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's luck. Yeah, that is luck. <laughs> Fantastic. Right but Sam, don't get worried. I only I've, made it through one of those episodes. You made it through one episode? And as I've learned, anything can happen in the show. But let's talk about this game. It's called Spot the Mistake. Now, you see, NPR fans are some of the sharpest listeners in all of the radio world. So if they think that they've heard our reporters make any sort of mistake, like a wrong fact, a grammatical error, or even a mispronunciation, they are all over it. So in this next puzzle, we're testing the fact-checking skills of our contestants and the audience at home. And to help us out, we've asked a few NPR reporters and friends of the show to read some news items with a mistake intentionally inserted somewhere in the copy. Aha! So, you're going to get one point for identifying the mistake in the story and another point for correcting it. If you ring in but get either part incorrect, your opponent can steal. Okay? And let me just reiterate, these brilliant NPR reporters would never make these mistakes. Never. What you're hearing right now is something we've put together for the purpose of a game show. They were kind enough to lend their voices for our game. So, listeners, I repeat... We made this up. It's a game. Don't call in. Don't write. We love you, but we know. Here we go with our first clue. Despite direction by Tony winner Julie Taymor and music by Bono and the Edge of Aerosmith, the troubled rock musical Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark had the longest preview period in Broadway history, with more than six months of performances before its official opening. Joel Rose, NPR News. Sam. Uh, the error was that Bono and the Edge were an Aerosmith. They're actually in U2. That is correct. Well done, Sam. Here's your next news spot. Another twist in the London tabloid scandal. 
News Corp executives are being questioned in a wide-ranging judicial inquiry about their knowledge of phone hacking and police bribery on their watch. Next up, our News Corp CEO and Chairman Roger Murdoch and his son, James. David Folkenflik, NPR News. Roger. The CEO of News Corp is Robert Murdoch. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. <Audience> says no. <laughs> Sam? The chairman of News Corp is Rupert Murdoch. All right. Let's play the tape to hear the answer. Oh, correction. Roger Murdoch was the airline pilot played by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the 1980s spoof movie Airplane. Rupert Murdoch is the man in the hot seat in London. <laughs> I should point out on Jeopardy, you only need to have last names. <laughs> roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. <laughs> Are you ready for another? Yes. The 2009 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees included legendary hip-hop crew Run DMC, known for hit singles It's Tricky and Born This Way. Rapper Eminem was present at the ceremony to honor the trio, only the second hip-hop group ever to be inducted after Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. For NPR Music, I'm Franny Kelly. Roger. Born This Way is by Lady Gaga. They did Walk This Way. Hmm, Interesting. Let's listen to the answer. Born This Way should be Walk This Way. Born This Way is a Lady Gaga song. President Obama's had a hard time keeping his economic advisors during his first term. The last remaining member of the president's initial economic team is Treasury Secretary Ben Bernanke. The president selected Bernanke to succeed Hank Paulson in that office. Robert Smith, NPR News, New York. Sam. The Treasury Secretary is Tim Geithner, and uh, Ben Bernanke is the chairman of the Fed. You sound so confident about that. I hope so. I don't know. All right, let's play the tape. The error is that the Treasury Secretary is Timothy Geithner. Ben Bernanke is the chairman of the Federal Reserve. Yes, you are correct. All right, scores are in. Sam, you're going to be moving on to our final Ask Me One More round at the end of the show. Roger, what a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. Great competitor. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Okay, we've reached the part of the show where I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I am going to reveal our mystery guest. He is one half, probably Jack, of JackandJillPolitics.com. And he's going to tell us how to become the next black president. It is New York Times best-selling author and comedian, Baratunde Thurston. You're listening to NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisenberg. And coming up, we'll find out if Baratunde knows his movie buddies. to Ask Me Another, NPR's hour for people who love filling in the blank. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and joining me is this week's mystery guest, Baratunde Thurston, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Ask Me Another. Thanks for having I me. I love that you gave the audience the royal wave. Yeah, it's like a pageant up here. <laughs> yeah, you know? it is like a pageant. Yeah. And we have the kind of names that NPR listeners go crazy for. <laughs> Ophira and Baratunde. Ophira I mean, like that Here we go. <gasps> Tunde, Tunde. A portmanteau. It's on. <laughs> it's on. Whole new show. Uh, I, I know that people always, with the weird name, yeah. do, I get the, oh, so what do your friends call you? Do you get that? Yeah. yeah and, well, I, what I get is, what do people call you for short? And what do you say? Baratunde. <laughs> 
people are like, what do your friends call you? I'm like, well, you're not one of them. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so why would I tell you? It. You have to earn that knowledge. You have to unlock that. Now, I love that you wrote that you uh, reside in Brooklyn, but you live on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, it's real comfortable there. Infinite real estate. <laughs> Doesn't cost anything. But you are super active on Twitter. Yes, you have I am. a podcast. You have a, a blog. Yeah. You have a best-selling New York Times book. I do. Yeah, How to Be Black. It's exciting. <laughs> President Obama said that you are someone he should know. Roughly. Yeah. Roughly. Not that we should know each other roughly. He roughly says. <laughs> I'm not fighting the president. Like I would lose. Because he has a lot of protection. I don't even know why I'm defending why I wouldn't win. But <laughs> the only reason he beat me because of Secret Service. But yeah. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise. <laughs> His longer reach. But you, you, I mean, this is a, a lot of stuff. Is, what, is the master plan like just completely taking over, like social media domination? Well, that's uh, limited. Oh, really? Not <laughs> Take over everything. Take over everything. Yeah, yeah. No, I, look, I have a fun time. I love existing at like comedy, tech politics intersection. I've been doing stand-up for a while. I've been at The Onion for a number of years. And it's just a very, a very fun way to experiment with like, how we tell stories and, and how we connect to people. And comedy is a really cool way to mess with people's heads. <laughs> <laughs> right, because you can tell whatever story you want as long as you tell it funny, yeah, right? Exactly. Right, exactly. so it's like absolute acceptance. Like a Trojan horse. <laughs> <laughs> now, How to Be Black is obviously a pretty compelling title for a book. Yeah, yeah. That uh, stands out. It, it's got, it has a nice bold cover, too, so it just brings your eye right to it. Yeah. Was that title your idea, or did... Not exactly, no. No, here's how it went down. A couple years ago, I was, I was shopping for wine, and I don't know how to buy wine. There's a certain way you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to, like, snort it, right? <laughs> And then feelings happen inside of you, <laughs> right? You feel like sadness and darkness and nutmeg and like all these weird things. And it's very complicated. Uh, when I feel nutmeg, I know I want to dance. <laughs> but then people have like, oh, it's nutty on the nose. What does that mean? Shut up. So I didn't have patience for this. I'm like, does it taste good? Does it not taste good? And there was a clerk at the shop who could have answered questions, but I wasn't interested in learning. Uh, <laughs> So I look for a sign. I love your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the thing, right? Just be who you are. And so I look for a sign in terms of the labels, like how do I know whether this wine is for me or not? And I saw a brand of wine called Negro Amado. And I was like, yes. <laughs> this is wine for Negroes. <laughs> I am a Negro. Therefore, <laughs> it was like very obvious. And so a couple of days later, I was taunting my friend Elon James White, who's a fellow Brooklyn comedian, on Twitter. And I said, Elon, I bought wine because it had the word Negro in it. How black are you? <laughs> and that was a hashtag. And then he responded, uh, I see the subtle racial implications of Thundercats. <laughs> Panthro is black, shirtless, and Lionel's driver. How black are you? And it was on, like a race war had begun. And so the attempt to out-black each other through this humorous thing, you know, was a part of a larger talk I gave. And someone from HarperCollins was in the audience. They come in, you should write a book called How Black Are You? I was like, no, I should not. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a terror. I do not trust America with How Black Are right. You? Just like grape soda and watermelons flying across my screen. <laughs> like, this country can't handle the Americanness of its president. I don't trust it with like How Black Are You? Uh, and then uh, someone in the room said, what about How to Be Black? And I said, yes. That's ridiculous. Right. 
I accept your challenge. <laughs> right. It sounds like there's some comedy in yeah, it. Yeah, right? there's there's comedy. I mean, it's, one, it's a positive statement. Like, how black are you is very undermining your challenge and someone's authenticity. How to be black is like an offering, and it's more open, and it's unachievable. Right? <laughs> so I accept. Right. And the book is part satirical self-help guidebook yeah. on you know how to uh, be the black friend, how to be the next black president, yeah. and then half personal memoir, which I love that. Are you talking all about your life and how your own experience with race and identity? So w- when you picture the average American reading this book, what do you the want? The average American doesn't read. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Just cut you off right there. All right. So when but you... Brooklyn reads. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, here's the deal. So... Race can be a very awkward subject. Uh, a lot of people feel exhausted by it. They're like, oh, we gave you your black president. What else do you want from me? <laughs> we gave you got the office. Oprah. You know what I'm saying? What, you got a billionaire and the president. We're done, right? Like, you're good. You're good. <laughs> so, and, but there is this sort of fatigue of, like, how you talk about it. And then there's, like, a lot of defensiveness around, a lot of anger, a lot of emotion. And so the humor is meant to open the door and then to be able to talk about some more serious things. The, the memoir stuff is very personal, very true, uh, but it is also humorous. And then the guide was to kind of chop that up and offer lessons learned along the way. There are also interviews in the book. I assembled a panel of black experts. Yes. Right? People who have been black their entire lives. <laughs> so they have a... a what? One of them. Well, no, actually, you're right. there is a, sort of an affirmative action thing going on. I got uh, <laughs> one white person yes. to be on my black panel. Uh, <laughs> And he's Canadian, uh, so there's really no reason for him to be in this book whatsoever. Yeah. He's basically translucent. Yeah, but he's the whitest guy I could find. He's Christian Lander from stuff white people like. Yeah, great, and great. And one of the things hilarious. white people like is black people. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really smart about what he's doing with his humor, and he actually provided a lot of good insight. For me, it was a scientific control group issue. This is science, Ophira. I'm basically a scientist. That's one of your other skills. Yeah, I have a lot of jobs. So now I have to ask you, do you consider yourself a fierce competitor? Do you compete with people when you play any games? I murder them. Okay. (laughs) Are you ready to take on and ask me another challenge? Yes, I am. All right. (laughs) Baratunde Thurston, everybody. He's about to enter into the puzzle hot seat. All right, let's welcome back Jonathan Colton to the stage. And Art Chung. Okay, Baratunde, so what we've decided is that it's very hard to find a competitor worthy of your smarts and brilliance. So what we've done is we've found one lucky member in our studio audience by the name of Eric Billinger. If he could stand up wherever Eric is. And you are going to be playing for the studio audience member. All right. Art, do you want to tell Baratunde what we have in store for him? Sure. Baratunde, this game is inspired by the chapter in your book entitled How to Be the Black Friend. We realize that there's no better example of the black friend than in the movies. In Hollywood, apparently, there's no shortage of black characters whose only job it is is to help white people achieve their goals. <laughs> so this quiz is about those unsung heroes. If you answer enough right, Eric will win a special prize. Okay. You ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. If you want to ring in the bell, you can, but you're ringing in just for you. Baratunde, when you think of Dave Chappelle, you don't immediately think romantic comedy. Yet there he was, giving Tom Hanks advice about how to woo Meg Ryan in what 1998 Nora Ephron movie? 
Tunde. I, I get the it's me. Uh, you got mail. You've got mail's correct. Yeah. In 2011, Viola Davis was nominated for an Academy Award for playing another film trope, the Southern Maid, in the movie The Help. But in what 2010 movie did she play the boss and best friend of Julia Roberts, who was traveling the world looking for romance and spiritual sustenance? <laughs> Baritunde. Eat, pray, love. Eat, yes. pray, love, yes. Did you enjoy that movie, Baritunde? Did you like that movie? I made a point of not seeing that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I like the eat part. <laughs> In The Green Mile, Michael Clark Duncan plays John Coffey, a death row inmate who befriends a prison guard played by, yep, you guessed it, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Coffey is a gentle giant, but he has magical powers. He brings a mouse back to life, and with just a touch, he cures Tom Hanks' character of what medical problem? He touches Tom Hanks in a very special place. <laughs> <laughs> Prostate cancer. <laughs> Good answer. Close. That is a very good answer. That, that is a so very... much better than whatever happened in that movie. <laughs> no, I don't know. The answer was urinary tract infection. Yeah. So there you go. Which is never an answer. <laughs> this time. So not including characters voiced by black actors, there's a grand total of two black roles in the Star Wars movies. One of them is Mace Windu, played by Samuel L. Jackson. What's the other? The one-time friend of Han Solo. Lando Calrissian. Yeah. Yes. Got my blackness back. <laughs> Way black in the Sam Jackson. All Way. right, Eric, you're in luck because Baratunde did just well enough for you to yes. win a prize. Woo. You received a signed copy of Baratunde's book, How to Be Black. So we will arrange that to happen. Yes. Baratunde, that was fantastic. Thank you. You were excellent at you our were game. Excellent. Thank and you. Ophira Tunde. Ophira Tunde. Oh, and a bag? Is that a tote it's in bag there? for real? This is for you. I didn't know you guys still made tote bags. It's, a to it's an NPR music tote bag. That's awesome. And it has in it... A black cube! <laughs> it is an Ask Me Another limited edition... We only have a few of them left, yeah. and by that I mean 200. Uh, <laughs> Rubik's Cube. Our very own Thank Rubik's you Cube. Thank you very much. Yay. Thank you. Thanks. Audience, this is what we've all been waiting for. It's our Ask Me One More Final Round. This final elimination round will determine this week's Ask Me Another champion. So let's bring back the winners from all of our previous rounds. From Happy and You Know It, we have Bryce Gilliard. From forwards and backwards, Ken Stern. Down at Downton Abbey, Tom Miller. And spot the mistake, Sam Meyer. So this game is called SAT Analogies. You know, John, uh, being Canadian has a lot of advantages. Name one. Okay. Uh, universal health care. Oh, yeah, that's, that's one. Moose running free. Okay, I just said one. You can that's date okay. Mounties. And you don't have to take the SAT. Most important. Doesn't matter. Nope. Well, for many high school seniors, <laughs> the worst part of the SATs were the analogies. Now, these questions generally took the form, 
a stop sign is to red as a yield sign is to what? You'd have to figure out that since the stop sign is colored red and the yield sign is colored yellow, the answer would be yellow. And then you get to go to college with that. There you go. Done. (laughs) Anyway, we've decided to try our hand at our own analogies, spanning everything from literature and science to history and pop culture. We're throwing in the kitchen sink here. For example, Afira, one is to George Washington as 50 is to... Ulysses S. Grant. Yes, very good. Very good. Contestants, you'll only have a few seconds to give us an answer. We're playing this spelling bee style. If you get one answer wrong, you're out. Last person standing is this week's grand winner. Okay, here we go. Bryce, deep dish pizza is to Chicago as cheesesteak is to... Philadelphia. Yes. <laughs> Ken, triple word score is to Scrabble as community chest is to... Monopoly. That's right. <laughs> Tom, astronauts are to the United States as cosmonauts are to... USSR. Yes. <laughs> Sam... Wheaties are to the color orange, as Rice Krispies are to the color... Blue. Yes, that's right. Box color. Very good. Bryce. Frappuccino is to Starbucks, as Culotta is to... Three seconds. Ooh. 7-Eleven. No, let's see if Ken knows it. Audience, Ken? Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts is right. Tom. Kid is to goat, as signet is to... Squid. Not squid. (laughs) Let's try Sam. Swan. Swan is right. Thank you, Sam. Ken. Deadheads are to the Grateful Dead, as parrot heads are to... Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett is right. Not Warren Buffett. No. Sam. South Sudan is to Sudan, as Slovakia is to... Uh, The Czech Republic. Czech Republic is right. Good. Ken. John F. Kennedy is to Lyndon Johnson, as William McKinley is to... Roosevelt. That's right. Uh, Which one? Theodore That's right. (laughs) Won't let you get away with that. Sorry. Sam. U.S. Army Special Forces are to Green Berets as the Shriners are to... The Masons. No. Ken, U.S. Army Special Forces are to Green Berets as the Shriners are to... Fezzes? Red Fezzes is right. Way to go. Our winner today is Ken Stern. Ken Stern, our grand prize winner. We are going to bring back Baratunde Thurston to the stage to explain to you what your special grand prize is. Congratulations, Ken. I am uh, I'm very excited to present you with a black pack. Ooh. Here's what you get. You get a how to be black mug. Got a no cream allowed inside. You get a hoodie. Right? You get a special albino edition of the book. Racial profiling at its finest. And you get this very limited, non-purchasable item, the black card. And uh, the way it works is it gets you some privileges. You get a racial argument, you slam the card on the table, you win. You want access to the White House, it works 24-7 as long as there's a black president. And you're declared official friend of black people. Welcome to the family, Ken. 
that is a prize. Thank you once again to our mystery guest, Spiritunde Thurston, for providing fun interview and the black pack, and Ken Stern for being our grand prize winner for Ask Me Another. Well, that's it for Ask Me Another, but if you still need more, and I know you do, you can find us in a bunch of clues we didn't get to anytime you feel like it on Facebook and Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. Puzzle czars have been John Chinesky. Hey, my name anagrams to Oh Heck Ninjas. And Art Chung. Narc Thug. The man behind the music is Jonathan Colton. Now Jolta Cannon. Additional puzzle writing contributed by Tamara Frederici. Dramatic Fairy. Greg Pliska. Sparkle Gig. Dan Schofield. Caddish Felon. And Noah Tarno. A raw wonton. Our audio engineer is Paul Ruess. Us true pal. Our house sound engineer is David Hurtkin. Ugg Trendiva. With production help from Eleanor Kagan. And Orange Lake. James Ramsey. A Smeary Jam. Saraya Muhammad. Madam Hears You. And Zach Mellert. Call Me Hurts. Ask Me Another supervising producer is Jesse Baker. Jab Seekers. Our executive producer is Eric Newsom. Curium Zen. We'd like to thank the Bell House here in Brooklyn, New York. Hot Heel Blues. I'm her right Pagonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. This is Ask Me Another. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, the queen of quizzes, the princess of puzzles, the trivia trollop. Next to me on stage are our amazing puzzle gurus, John Chinesky. Hi, everybody. Hi, Ophira. Hi, John. Hi. And Art Chung. Hey, Ophira. How's it going? Good. More from our gurus later, but first I'd like you to turn your attention to the man who never considers himself fully dressed without his guitar, Mr. Jonathan Colton. Hello. So we have our first two contestants on stage. Let's meet them right now. Let's have a round of applause for Mary Rose Delal. Hi, Mary. And Bryce Gilliard. Hi, Bryce. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Ask Me Another. Now, Mary, you're an actual real New Yorker, born and raised. Yes, ma'am. This is genuine Brooklyn accent. Genuine Brooklyn accent. <laughs> is Brooklyn your favorite of all the boroughs? Well, you have a well I, I'm a native New Yorker. Yeah. I was born and bred in Brooklyn. I went to college in Staten Island for four years, grad school in the Bronx for four years, lived in Manhattan 19 years, and lost my virginity in Queens one night. <laughs> she wins. I know. <laughs> But the interesting thing is she never returned to Queens. <laughs> Excellent. I'm happy to have you. Now, Bryce, you write about interior design and you style rooms for photo That's shoots? That's what I do. That's an yes. amazing job. So I love, I, love the, I, I love paint colors, all the crazy you know, names that they try to give these colors to get people interested. What is the in color right now? Pale avocado. Pale avocado. <laughs> I understand because... Normal avocado is a little much, right? That is just glaring no. off the walls. No, pale is romantic. Pale is romantic. Mmm, kind of soupy green. I understand. <laughs> All right, so this is a game called 
happy and you know it. Jonathan, what is this about? Well, I'm sure everyone remembers the children's song that teaches you that if you are happy and you are also aware of that fact, (laughs) you should demonstrate that by clapping your hands. Right, it separates the uh, Paxil people from the Ritalin people. (laughs) That's right. If if you are sad, do not clap your hands. <laughs> you don't, you just don't even there is no reason to clap your hands if you are sad. Uh, so in this game, we're going to give you clues to things, and I'm going to sing you those clues to the tune of "If You're Happy and You Know It," uh, because I was a music major in college. <laughs> I can do this. Uh, so Afira, we're going to try this one out to demonstrate to them. Uh, uh, see if you can guess what this is. If you're a mammal and you know it, clap your hands. If you're from Africa and you know it, clap your hands. If your long neck is the key to eating leaves up in a tree. It's the example, but I'm glad you're excited and enthusiastic. It's the only answer I'll know. Yo, you sell yourself short, Mary. The answer to this one, and you get to sing it. If I'm a giraffe and I know it, clap my hands. Yes. Yes, All right, right, so contestants, you're going to ring in when you know the answer, but Jonathan will likely keep playing because it's very difficult to stop a happy man. <laughs> and you will need to ring in and, yes, sing the answer as the last line. Audience, you will not be singing along. I know you'll want to, but you may clap. Please clap. And then after each ditty, we'll both ask you a follow-up question. Either of you can ring in for it about uh, whatever I feel like. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Excellent. If you're a hairstyle and you know it, clap your hands If you're shaped on either side, clap your hands If it's in a line and not a chunk And you can tell folks you're really punk If you're a mohawk and you know it, clap your hands Yes! (laughs) Correct! So when we're talking about mohawks, the first person that should spring to mind, if you're a certain age, <laughs> is the former A-team star, Mr. T. Oh. Okay, relax. <laughs> you don't know what the question is yet. It's a little bell crazy right now. A little bit. We get a little torqued up, up on, on stage. That happens. <laughs> Mr. T had a short-lived reality show in which he traveled across America giving motivational advice. What was the name of the show? which was named after his famous catchphrase. No, you want, you want me to go to the audience? <laughs> wow. Both, both say no? All right, audience. I pity the fool. I pity the fool. Oh, yeah. If you're a dessert and you know it, clap your hands. If you're ricotta-based and you know it, clap your hands. More valued than a gun in a mobster's hit and run. I believe that was Mary Rose. If I'm a cannoli and you know it, clap your hands. Yes. Yes, a cannoli. I didn't get the right Oh, my God. I wish when people at the ricotta-based and you know it, clap your hands, I wish everyone really was ricotta-based. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, what, yes. a, what a wonderful oh, world it would be. Rigot. So, okay. Rigot. All right, Brooklyn. Ah, you know she's from Brooklyn. That's right. Uh, you want to say gamol, huh? Nah, okay. Oh, is this where you guys pretend you're Italian? Um... Uh, Cannolis came to us from Italy, specifically the island of Sicily. Another popular Italian dessert is Neapolitan ice cream, named after the city in Naples. What are the three traditional flavors found in Neapolitan ice cream? Rice. Chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. 
Yes. Correct. If you're an office supply and you know it, clap your hands. If you make copies and you know it, clap your hands. If your ink has lost its base, it's this cartridge you'll replace. Bryce. If you're a Xerox machine and you know it, clap your hands. Laser printer. No, no. <laughs> One answer at a time, please. Mary Rose. If you're a drum and you know it, clap your hands. What? A you drum. Have a, drum and... a drum. Yeah, I know where you're going. Can't do it. I know Can where you're try going. the audience again? Yeah, unfortunately, that is not the answer we're looking for. Audience, do you have an idea? Toner. Toner. Sing it. If you're... Thank you. Sounds beautiful, audience. Toner. Both the contestants... That's one point for the audience. Both the contestants are looking at me right now like, no. No. <laughs> we don't like this. No, no toner. In the 1999 movie Office Space, three disgruntled cubicle jockeys take a laser printer outside and destroy it with a baseball bat. One of them is also angry because he is the same name as what popular soft rock singer? Mm, contestants unsure. Thinking. Mary Rose says no. Bryce? She needs a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mary Rose. Bryce? Andy Gibb? Andy Gibb. Hey, she took a guess. I like that. She, she That's took a, a wrong guess, guess but yeah. she took a guess. Audience? Michael Bolton. Yeah, well, there you go. The fact that you didn't know that is not bad. If you're an organ and you know it, clap your hands. Be careful. If you're in a pear and you know it, clap your hands. If your neighbor is the spleen and you're also a type of bean. Bryce? If you're a kidney and you know it, clap your hands. Yes, kidney! And if your neighbor is a spleen, you have the worst neighbor ever. That is a loud, venting neighbor. What Stephen Songheim musical features Mrs. Lovett's highly suspect version of steak and kidney pies? Contestants, not sure? No? All right, audience? Sweetie Todd! Sweetie Todd! Yes, okay, that's all yeah. right. Got a couple more for you. If you're plastic and you know it, clap your hands. If you're an odd utensil and you know it, clap your hands. If you look just like a fork that has eaten too much pork. Bryce? If you're a spork and you know it, clap your hands. Yes, spork is correct. Now, the word spork is a portmanteau word, a combination of the word spoon and fork. What trademark invention is a portmanteau of the French words for velvet and hook? which is a good description of the product. It's a combination of the French words for velvet hook. The old and hook. velvet hook, they used to call it. <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day. You just have to do things with what's, that. What's that? The old velvet hook? <laughs> Bryce? Bryce. Velcro? Yes, Velcro! Velcro. <laughs> All right, what do we have here? Okay. Turns out our winner for this round is Bryce. Congratulations, Congratulations. Bryce. You'll be moving on for Ask Me One More final round coming up at the end of the show. Mary Rose, you're a fantastic competitor. We love having you on. Big round of applause for Mary Rose. Congratulations. 
get up early and the sleeping pill wakes me. Take a wake up pillow filled with energy. Power on hard and I check my messages. But I don't have any messages. Take a drive until I head to my car. Drive around a bit cause work isn't very far. Call my phone and I check my messages. But I don't have any messages. All I know, driving on drugs feels better when they're prescription. All I know, the world looks beautiful. The world looks so damn beautiful. Fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think I felt, felt that day when I felt the way that I do right now. I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think I felt, felt that day when I felt the way that I do right now, right now, right now. Jonathan Colton. Now it's time when we talk about our mystery guest. This is someone we find interesting enough to bring on, pick their brains in a sit-down interview, and then we subject them to a trivia match that our gurus have written for their personal puzzling pleasure. John, I believe you have a hint as to who our mystery guest is tonight? I do. This is my hint. Okay. Our mystery guest went up the hill as one half of JackandJillPolitics.com to secure a more realistic depiction of African Americans in the media. Whoa, yeah. nice. This guy does stuff. Yeah, yeah. unlike some <laughs> unlike people. Us. You know, yeah, us, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounds very cool. Thanks, John. Thank you. So do you think you can handle the heat of the puzzle hot seat? If you think you've got what it takes to be an Ask Me Another contestant, then prove it. To be a contestant, reach us on Facebook and Twitter by searching NPR Ask Me Another, or you can go to our webpage at askmeanother.npr.org. If none of those options appeal to you, it's okay you can send us an old-fashioned email at askmeanother at npr.org. We'll send you a test, and this might be your big chance to reign supreme on national public radio. Coming up, if you love to point out people's mistakes, well, we have the game for you. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. to Ask Me Another. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is puzzler extraordinaire, John Chinesky. Hi. Hi, John. And we have our next contestants. Let's welcome Susan Poliniak. Hello. Hi. <laughs> and Ken Stern. Ken Stern. So, Susan, you're an actual, or maybe still are a puppeteer? I was a Muppeteer trainee about Muppeteer. 10 years ago. Yeah. A Muppeteer? Well, no, trainee. A trainee. Okay, what, what's the difference? I didn't get to be a Muppeteer. I just got to train. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, Susan, welcome. Thank you. Ken, uh, you, you're a puzzle guy. I've been known to, yes. And you create puzzles? I think I've created two that have seen the light of day. Okay. <laughs> uh, who have you created them for? I created one for the New York Times, and I sometimes create them for my, uh, my seven-year-old son. Aww. All right, well, you're going to need those puzzle skills, because this is a game called... Forwards and backwards, which scares me, because, John, I'm getting a whiff that we're talking about palindromes. As you know, palindromes are words or phrases that are spelled the same forwards and backwards. In this game, you'll be given a clue to a two-word palindrome. Contestants, all you have to do is give us the phrase. For example, Ophira, if I gave you the clue, beginning and ending with H, pester former Governor Palin of Alaska, you'd answer... Harass Sarah. Very good, harass oh, yeah. Sarah. Contestants, ring in when you know the answer. Whoever gets more right moves on to our Ask Me One More final round. Ready? Okay, here we go. 
We're going to start with people's names. Each of these two-word palindromes is going to include a common first name. And to make it a little less stressful, we'll give you the first letter of each answer, which will also be the last letter. Beginning and ending with the letter N, what you'd say to vote against the host of American Idol? Ken? Nay Ryan? Nay Ryan is right. Yes. Off to a good start. Beginning and ending with the letter E. Escape capture by a late night talk show host. Ken. Evade Dave. Evade Dave is right. Beginning and ending with the letter I. An Indian rap dress belonging to the host of This American Life. Susan? Iris Sari. Iris Sari. He should be, yes. Okay, now that was, that was challenging, but we're going to step it up a little bit. Why not? Still. Let's make it harder. This next set of palindromes will be two words long, but there won't be any names in them. Beginning and ending with the letter M. The area of your house where you can make cow noises. Ken? The moo room. The moo room is right. <laughs> moo room. Moo. Also acceptable would be bedroom. <laughs> Beginning and ending with the letter S. Cats that are suffering from dementia. Susan? Senile felines. Senile felines yes. is right. <laughs> what do you think of those senile felines? Memories. I don't have any memories. <laughs> I don't have any memories, yes. <laughs> okay. Beginning and ending with the letter B. The grouchy guy at your local watering hole or saloon. Susan? Bar crab. Bar crab is right. Oh. Audience responded like that was a stunt. Mm. Well done, mm. yeah. <laughs> Beginning and ending with the letter T. Someone who is crazy about Starkist or Chicken of the Sea. Ken? Tuna nut. Tuna nut is Tuna right. Nut. Wow, what a close game, but it turns out that we do have a winner for this round. Ken, you, you are it. the winner, and you will be moving on to our Ask Me One More Final Round. Susan, tight race, great, great competitor. Well done. Another round for Susan, everybody. And let's welcome back our puzzle guru, Art Chung. Art, can you give the audience one more clue as to who our mystery guest is this week? I can, Afira. Our mystery guest book has been described as part memoir, part satirical self-help, offering advice on, among other things, how to be the next black president. I read it, and all I can say is, I'm ready. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that chapter. That's going to be amazing. Thank you, Art. Let's welcome our next two contestants. Andy Duong and Tom Miller. Welcome to Ask Me Another, Andy, Tom. So, Andy, you have been to a huge number of countries. I have. How many? 28. 28. Do you have a favorite? Um, the Netherlands, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Netherlands. For many reasons. For many reasons. <laughs> uh, what's your second favorite reason? <laughs> I'm going to say the pancakes. <laughs> the pancakes, very good. Now, do you ever oh, the watch first. the show Downton Abbey? 
I haven't. Everyone tells me I should. You should. Yes, you should. Well, that's too bad. Uh, no, that's great. But remember that. I will. Tom Miller, nice to see you. Howdy. Uh, you are the general manager, is that right? That's exactly right. A general manager yeah. and write and act and perform for this fantastic website that I enjoy. It's a women's interest website, but it's called yourtango.com. I love that site. That's exactly right. Thank yes. you very much. You're welcome. Do you watch Downton Abbey? I've seen some Downton Abbey. You've seen some? Some. That doesn't mean you follow it, does it? Uh, it's hard to catch up with uh, so many good shows on Netflix streaming. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right, well, this game is called... Down at Downton Abbey. <laughs> Downton Abbey, Downton Abbey. That is the, uh, the, of course, the British hit drama set in an Edwardian mansion in the early 20th century. It is basically Gossip Girl with fancy dresses. Oh, for shame, Lord Colton. That's probably you think that way because you're an American. Yes. <laughs> I love that show. I've given my whole life to that show. No, I know. I know. You, you care. You care about it. And for that, I beg your forgiveness, Lady Ophira oh, Eisenberg. Thank you. <laughs> that just does not flow, does it? That doesn't Lady really Ophira flow, Eisenberg. No. <laughs> But it is true. Our staff is a little obsessed with Downton Abbey. So they made up this little game where the characters of Downton get visited by some real-life people who have aristocratic or royal names. For example, Lady Ophira. Try this one. Branson, the chauffeur, has to park a little red Corvette when Downton is visited by this diminutive singer, (laughs) fittingly decked out in royal purple and looking to party like it's 1899. (laughs) That would be Prince, of course. That is correct. Or Sir Roger Nelson. Yes, as he is otherwise as known. As he is otherwise known. So, contestants, you understand. You, as it turns out, you don't have to know much of anything about Downton Abbey to play this game. <laughs> which is lucky for you. <laughs> <laughs> All the answers will be individuals who have a royal title somewhere in their name. Ring in when you know the answer. Whoever gets more right will move on to our Ask Me One More final round. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Carson the butler is aghast at the uncouth behavior of this supposedly noble English comedian who spends the entire weekend insisting he is a journalist from Kazakhstan named Borat. Sasha Baron Cohen. Tom, you are correct. It's hard to find that name, but you got it. Yep. The Dowager Countess has strong opinions on how a female sovereign should comport herself and it certainly does not include appearing in films like Chicago or Bringing Down the House, as this rapper-turned-actress has done. Andy. Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. It was a great honor for Downton when this television personality and monarch deigned to visit, but they were scandalized to learn that he had been married to seven different women, and what was up with those suspenders? Tom. Larry King. Larry King is correct. At the annual Servants' Ball, the Crawleys delight the staff by bringing in this aristocratic big band leader who can make even Mrs. O'Brien dance with his signature song, Take the A-Train. Tom. Duke Ellington? Duke Ellington, correct. All the Crawley ladies wear the latest in Edwardian fashion, but this knighted rapper prefers... Older Victorian-style dresses with bustles because he likes big butts and cannot lie. 
Andy. Oh, oh my goodness. He I thought like he had big it. Big and I cannot lie. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't remember. You don't remember escaping you? All right. Tom, do you know? Sure. Yeah, uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Sir Mix-a-Lot. As they would say in Downton, lady got back. Lady got back. All right. <laughs> Tom, you are our winner of this round. Congratulations. You'll be moving on to our Ask Me One More Final Round. Thank you for both for playing Andy. Huge hand for Andy, everybody. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You are the brothers can't deny. Girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and around thing in your face. You get sprung, you wanna pull up to. You notice that, but we're still deep in the jeans she's wearing. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. Ooh, babe, I wanna get with ya. Take your pretty picture. My homeboys tried to warn me, but that butt you got made me so horny. Ooh, rumple smooth skin. You say you wanna get in my bends. Well, use me, use me, cause you ain't that average groupie. I've seen them dancing. To hell with romancing Cause she's sweating, wet Got it going like a turbo vet I'm tired of magazines Saying flat butts are the thing Take the average black man and ask him that She gotta pack much back So fella, fellas Has your girlfriend got the butt Tell her to shake it, shake it Shake that healthy butt Baby got back Colton. I can see that in the future you're going to be playing that at people's weddings for their first dance. <laughs> okay, up next on Ask Me Another, we have our contestants, Roger Craig and Sam Meyer. Welcome. Sam, now you write a uh, blog. Yes. What is it about? I write a blog about cocktails. Wow, it's, that is uh, the most fantastic blog of all. Yeah. <laughs> And what interests you about cocktails? It's easier than cooking. It's, you can work with a smaller palette of uh, ingredients. <laughs> and, and you're drunk by the end of it. Right. So. It's easier than cooking. I never yes. thought of it that way. And Roger Craig, welcome. Hello, Hello Afira. Hello. So you have a business that I don't quite understand. I'd love to hear what it is. Predictive analytics. That's right. So we do business analytics and predict the future for, with, using data... <laughs> To make I know better... you're trying to make it sound interesting. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I know, I went into the uh, little spiel there. We essentially, yeah, help predict the future with the past. Awesome, I'm with you. Yeah. That's good to know. I'm about to introduce our game, but I have to also just point out, Sam, that um, Roger is a, the fourth highest Jeopardy winner of all time. I think something like that, right? Yes. You would know for sure, I'm sure. <laughs> Hold I've the record told. of the most money. Ever won, ever? Yeah, I just lucked out. It was amazing. Yeah, that's luck. Yeah, that is luck. Fantastic. But Sam, don't get worried. I only made it through one of those episodes. You made it through one episode? And as I've learned, anything can happen in the show. But let's talk about this game. It's called Spot the Mistake. Now, you see, 
NPR fans are some of the sharpest listeners in all of the radio world. So if they think that they've heard our reporters make any sort of mistake, like a wrong fact, a grammatical error, or even a mispronunciation, they are all over it. So in this next puzzle, we're testing the fact-checking skills of our contestants and the audience at home. And to help us out, we've asked a few NPR reporters and friends of the show to read some news items with a mistake intentionally inserted somewhere in the copy. Aha! So, you're going to get one point for identifying the mistake in the story and another point for correcting it. If you ring in but get either part incorrect, your opponent can steal. Okay? And let me just reiterate, these brilliant NPR reporters would never make these mistakes. Never. What you're hearing right now is something we've put together for the purpose of a game show. They were kind enough to lend their voices for our game. So, listeners, I repeat... We made this up. It's a game. Don't call in. Don't write. We love you, but we know. Here we go with our first clue. Despite direction by Tony winner Julie Taymor and music by Bono and the Edge of Aerosmith, the troubled rock musical Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark had the longest preview period in Broadway history, with more than six months of performances before its official opening. Joel Rose, NPR News. Sam. Uh, the error was that Bono and the Edge were an Aerosmith. They're actually in U2. That is correct. Well done, Sam. Here's your next news spot. Another twist in the London tabloid scandal. News Corp executives are being questioned in a wide-ranging judicial inquiry about their knowledge of phone hacking and police bribery on their watch. Next up, our News Corp CEO and Chairman Roger Murdoch and his son, James. David Folkenflick. NPR News. Roger. The CEO of News Corp is Robert Murdoch. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. Says no. Sam. The chairman of News Corp is Rupert Murdoch. All right. Let's play the tape to hear the answer. Oh, correction. Roger Murdoch was the airline pilot played by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the 1980s spoof movie Airplane. Rupert Murdoch is the man in the hot seat in London. <laughs> I should point out on Jeopardy, you only need to have last names. <laughs> roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. <laughs> Are you ready for another? Yes. The 2009 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees included legendary hip-hop crew Run DMC, Known for hit singles, It's Tricky, and Born This Way. Rapper Eminem was present at the ceremony to honor the trio, only the second hip-hop group ever to be inducted, after Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. For NPR Music, I'm Franny Kelly. Roger. Born This Way is by Lady Gaga. They did Walk This Way. Interesting. Let's listen to the answer. Born This Way should be Walk This Way. Born This Way is a Lady Gaga song. President Obama's had a hard time keeping his economic advisors during his first term. The last remaining member of the president's initial economic team is Treasury Secretary Ben Bernanke. The president selected Bernanke to succeed Hank Paulson in that office. Robert Smith, NPR News, New York. Sam. The Treasury Secretary is Tim Geithner, and uh, Ben Bernanke is the chairman of the Fed. You sound so confident about that. I hope so. I don't know. All right, let's play the tape. The error is that the Treasury Secretary is Timothy Geithner. Ben Bernanke is the chairman of the Federal Reserve. Yes, you are correct. 
All right, scores are in. Sam, you're going to be moving on to our final Ask Me One More round at the end of the show. Roger, what a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. Great competitor. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Okay, we've reached the part of the show where I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I am going to reveal our mystery guest. He is one half, probably Jack, of jackandjillpolitics.com. And he's going to tell us how to become the next black president. It is New York Times best-selling author and comedian, Baratunde Thurston. You're listening to NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisenberg. And coming up, we'll find out if Baratunde knows his movie buddies. to Ask Me Another, NPR's hour for people who love filling in the blank. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and joining me is this week's mystery guest, Baratunde Thurston, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Ask Me Another. Thanks for having I me. I love that you gave the audience the royal wave. Yeah, it's like a pageant up here. <laughs> yeah, you know? It is like a pageant. Yeah. And we have the kind of names that NPR listeners go crazy for. <laughs> Ophira and Baratunde. Ophira I mean, like that Here we go. <gasps> Tunde, a portmanteau. It's on. <laughs> it's on. Whole new show. Uh, I, I know that people always, with the weird name, yeah. do, I get the, oh, so what do your friends call you? Do you get that? Yeah. yeah well, I, what I get is, what do people call you for short? And what do you say? Baratunde. <laughs> <laughs> I know people are like, what do your friends call you? I'm like, well, you're not one of them. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so why would I tell you? It. You have to earn that knowledge. You have to unlock that. Now, I love that you wrote that you uh, reside in Brooklyn, but you live on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, it's real comfortable there. Infinite real estate. <laughs> Doesn't cost anything. But you are super active on Twitter. Yes, you have I a am. podcast, you have a, a blog. Yeah. You have a best selling New York Times book. I do. Yeah, How to Be Black. It's exciting. <laughs> President Obama said that you are someone he should know. Roughly. Yeah. Roughly? Not that we should know each other roughly. He roughly says that. <laughs> I'm not fighting the president. Like, I would lose because he has a lot of protection. Like, I don't even know why I'm defending why I wouldn't win. But <laughs> the only reason he beat me because of Secret Service. But, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise. <laughs> His longer reach. But you, you I mean, this is a, a lot of stuff. Is, what, is the master plan, like, just completely taking over, like, social media domination? Well, that's uh, limited, Oh, really? Not <laughs> Take over everything. Take over everything. Yeah, yeah. No, I look, I have a fun time. I love existing at like comedy, tech, politics intersection. I've been doing stand up for a while. I've been at The Onion for a number of years. And it's just a very, a very fun way to experiment with like how we tell stories and then how we connect to people. And comedy is a really cool way to mess with people's heads. Right, because you can tell whatever story you want as long as you tell it funny, yeah, right? Exactly. Right, exactly. so it's absolute acceptance. Like a Trojan horse. <laughs> now, How to Be Black is obviously a pretty compelling title for a book. Yeah, yeah. That uh, stands out. It, it's got, it has a nice bold cover, too, so it just brings your eye right to it. Yeah. Was that title your idea, or did... Not exactly, no. No, here's how it went down. A couple years ago, I was, I was shopping for wine, and I don't know how to buy wine. There's a certain way you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to, like, snort it, right? <laughs> and then feelings happen inside of you, right? You feel, like, sadness and darkness and nutmeg and, like, all these weird things. 
It is very complicated. Uh, when I feel nutmeg, I know I want to dance. <laughs> well, then people have like, oh, it's nutty on the nose. What does that mean? Shut up. So I didn't have patience for this. I'm like, does it taste good? Does it not taste good? And there was a clerk at the shop who could have answered questions, but I wasn't interested in learning. Uh, so I looked for a sign. I love your honesty. <laughs> that, that's the thing, right? Just be who you are. And so I looked for a sign in terms of the labels. Like, how do I know whether this wine is for me or not? And I saw a brand of wine called Negro Amado. And I was like, yes. <laughs> this is wine for Negroes. <laughs> I am a Negro. Therefore, it was like very obvious. And so a couple of days later, I was taunting my friend Elon James White, who's a fellow Brooklyn comedian, on Twitter. And I said, Elon, I bought wine because it had the word Negro in it. How black are you? <laughs> and that was a hashtag. And then he responded, uh, I see the subtle racial implications of Thundercats. <laughs> Panthro is black, shirtless, and lion-nosed driver. How black are you? And it was on, like a race war had begun. And so the attempt to out-black each other through this humorous thing, you know, was a part of a larger talk I gave. And someone from HarperCollins was in the audience. They come in, you should write a book called How Black Are You? I was like, no, I should not. That's <laughs> <laughs> just a terror. I do not trust America with How Black Are right. You? Just like grape soda and watermelons flying across my screen. <laughs> like, this country can't handle the Americanness of its president. I don't trust it with like How Black Are You? Uh, and then uh, someone in the room said, what about How to Be Black? And I said, yes. That's ridiculous. Right. I accept your challenge. <laughs> right. It sounds like there's some comedy in yeah, it, Yeah, right? there's, there's comedy. I mean, it's, one, it's a positive statement. Like, how black are you is very undermining your challenge and someone's authenticity. How to be black is like an offering, and it's more open. And it's unachievable. Right? <laughs> so I accept. Right? And the book is part satirical self-help guidebook yeah. on, you know, how to uh, be the black friend, how to be the next black president, yeah. and then half personal memoir, which I love that. Are you talking all about your life and how your own experience with race and identity? So w when you picture the average American reading this book, what do you average want? average American doesn't read. All right. <laughs> Just cut you off right there. All right. So when but you... Brooklyn reads. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, here's the deal. So... Race can be a very awkward subject. Uh, a lot of people feel exhausted by it. They're like, oh, we gave you your black president. What else do you want from me? <laughs> we gave you got the office. Oprah. You know what I'm saying? What, you got a billionaire and the president. We're done, right? Like, you're good. You're good. <laughs> so, and, but there is this sort of fatigue of like how you talk about it. And then there's like a lot of defensiveness around, a lot of anger, a lot of emotion. And so the humor is meant to open the door and then to be able to talk about some more serious things. The, the memoir stuff is very personal, very true, uh, but it is also humorous. And then the guide was to kind of chop that up and offer lessons learned along the way. There are also interviews in the book. I assembled a panel of black experts. Yes. Right? People who have been black their entire lives. <laughs> so they have a... a what? One of them. Well, no, actually, you're right. there is a, sort of an affirmative action thing going on. I got uh, <laughs> one white person yes. to be on my black panel. Uh, <laughs> And he's Canadian. Uh, so there's really no reason for him to be in this book whatsoever. Yeah. He's basically translucent. Yeah, but he's the whitest guy I could find. He's Christian Lander from Stuff White People Like. Yeah, great, And great, one of the things hilarious. white people like is black people. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really smart about what he's doing with his humor, and he actually provided a lot of good insight. For me, it was a scientific control group issue. 
This is science. Yeah, here. I'm basically a scientist. That's one of your other skills. Yeah, science. I have a lot of jobs. So now I have to ask you, do you consider yourself a fierce competitor? Do you compete with people when you play any games? I murder them. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready to take on and ask me another challenge? Yes, I am. All right. Baritone Day Thurston, everybody. He's about to enter into the puzzle hot seat. All right, let's welcome back Jonathan Colton to the stage. And Art Chung. Okay, Baratunde, so what we've decided is that it's very hard to find a competitor worthy of your smarts and brilliance. So what we've done is we've found one lucky member in our studio audience by the name of Eric Billinger. If he could stand up wherever Eric is. And you are going to be playing for the studio audience member. All right, Art, do you want to tell Baratunde what we have in store for him? Sure. Baratunde, this game is inspired by the chapter in your book entitled How to Be the Black Friend. We realize that there's no better example of the black friend than in the movies. In Hollywood, apparently, there's no shortage of black characters whose only job it is is to help white people achieve their goals. <laughs> so this quiz is about those unsung heroes. If you answer enough right, Eric will win a special prize. Okay. You ready? Yes. Okay, here and we if go. If you want to ring in the bell, you can. But you're ringing in just for you. Baratunde, when you think of Dave Chappelle, you don't immediately think romantic comedy. Yet there he was, giving Tom Hanks advice about how to woo Meg Ryan in what 1998 Nora Ephron movie? Baratunde. I, I get the, it's me. Uh, you've got mail. You've got mail's correct. Oh. In 2011... Viola Davis was nominated for an Academy Award for playing another film trope, The Southern Maid, in the movie The Help. But in what 2010 movie did she play the boss and best friend of Julia Roberts, who was traveling the world looking for romance and spiritual sustenance? <laughs> Baritone Day. Eat, pray, love. Eat, yes. pray, love, yes. Did you enjoy that movie, Baritone Day? Did you like that movie? I made a point. Of not seeing that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I like the eat part. <laughs> in The Green Mile, Michael Clark Duncan plays John Coffey, a death row inmate who befriends a prison guard played by, yep, you guessed it, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Coffey is a gentle giant, but he has magical powers. He brings a mouse back to life, and with just a touch, he cures Tom Hanks' character of what medical problem? He touches Tom Hanks in a very special place. <laughs> Prostate cancer. <laughs> good answer. Close. That is a very good answer. That, that is a so very... much better than whatever happened in that movie. <laughs> I don't know. The answer was urinary tract infection. Yeah. So there you go. Which is never an answer. <laughs> this time. So not including characters voiced by black actors, there's a grand total of two black roles in the Star Wars movies. One of them is Mace Windu, played by Samuel L. Jackson. What's the other? The one-time friend of Han Solo. Lando Calrissian. Yeah. Yes! Yeah. Got my blackness back! <laughs> Way black in the Sam Jackson. All Way. right, Eric. You're in luck, because Baratunde did just well enough for you to nice. win a prize. Yeah. Woo! 
You received a signed copy of Baratunde's book, How to Be Black. So we will arrange that to happen. Yes. Baratunde, that was fantastic. Thank you. You were excellent at you our were game. You were excellent. Thank and you. And as our interview. Oh, and a bag? Is that a tote bag there? for real? This is for you. I didn't know you guys still made tote bags. It's, a to- it's an NPR music tote bag. That's awesome. And it has in it... A black cube! <laughs> it is an Ask Me Another limited edition. We only have a few of them left, yeah. and by that I mean 200. Uh, <laughs> Rubik's Cube. Our very own Thank Rubik's Cube. Thank you very much. Yay. Thank you. Thanks. Audience, this is what we've all been waiting for. It's our Ask Me One More Final Round. This final elimination round will determine this week's Ask Me Another champion. So let's bring back the winners from all of our previous rounds. From Happy and You Know It, we have Bryce Gilliard. From Forwards and Backwards, Ken Stern. Down at Downton Abbey, Tom Miller. And Spot the Mistake, Sam Meyer. So this game is called SAT Analogies. You know, John, uh, being Canadian... Has a lot of advantages. Name one. Okay. Uh, universal health care. Oh, yeah, that's, that's one. Moose running free. Okay, I just said one. You can that's date okay. Mounties. And you don't have to take the SAT. Most important. Doesn't matter. Nope. Well, for many high school seniors, the worst part of the SATs were the analogies. Now, these questions generally took the form, a stop sign is to red as a yield sign is to what? You'd have to figure out that since the stop sign is colored red and the yield sign is colored yellow, the answer would be yellow. And then you get to go to college with that. That's it. Done. (laughs) Anyway, we've decided to try our hand at our own analogies, spanning everything from literature and science to history and pop culture. We're throwing in the kitchen sink here. For example, Afira, one is to George Washington as 50 is to... Ulysses S. Grant. Yes, very good. Very good. Contestants, you'll only have a few seconds to give us an answer. We're playing this spelling bee style. If you get one answer wrong, you're out. Last person standing is this week's grand winner. Okay, here we go. Bryce, deep dish pizza is to Chicago as cheesesteak is to... Philadelphia. Yes. (laughs) Ken, triple word score is to Scrabble as community chest is to... Monopoly. That's right. Tom, astronauts are to the United States as cosmonauts are to... USSR. Yes. Sam, Wheaties are to the color orange as Rice Krispies are to the color... Blue. Yes, that's right. Box color. Very good. Bryce, Frappuccino is to Starbucks as Culata is to... Three seconds. Ooh. 7-Eleven. No, let's see if Ken knows it. Audience, Ken? Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts is right. Tom, kid is to goat as signet is to... Squid. Not squid. (laughs) Let's try Sam. Swan. Swan is right. Thank you, Sam. Ken. Deadheads are to the Grateful Dead, as parrot heads are to... Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett is right. Not Warren Buffett, no. Sam, South Sudan is to Sudan, as Slovakia is to... Uh, The Czech Republic. Czech Republic is right. Good. Ken, 
John F. Kennedy is to Lyndon Johnson as William McKinley is to... Roosevelt. That's right. Uh, which one? Theodore That's Roosevelt. right. <laughs> Won't let you get away with that. Sorry. Sam, U.S. Army Special Forces are to Green Berets as the Shriners are to... The Masons. No. Ken, U.S. Army Special Forces are to Green Berets as the Shriners are to... Fezzes? Red Fezzes is right. Way to go. Our winner today is Ken Stern. Ken Stern, our grand prize winner. We are going to bring back Baratunde Thurston to the stage to explain to you what your special grand prize is. Baratunde. Congratulations, Ken. I am uh, I'm very excited to present you with a black pack. Ooh. Here's what you get. You get a How to Be Black mug. Got a no cream allowed inside. You get a hoodie, right? You get a special albino edition of the book. Racial profiling at its finest. And you get this very limited, non-purchasable item, the black card. And uh, the way it works is it gets you some privileges. You get a racial argument, you slam the card on the table, you win. You want access to the White House, it works 24-7 as long as there's a black president. And you're declared official friend of black people. Welcome to the family, Ken. That is a prize. Thank you once again to our missionary guest, Spiritunde Thurston, for providing a fun interview and the black pack. And Ken Stern for being our grand prize winner for Ask Me Another. Well, that's it for Ask Me Another, but if you still need more, and I know you do, you can find us in a bunch of clues we didn't get to anytime you feel like it on Facebook and Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. <laughs> Ask Me Another puzzle czars have been John Chinesky. Hey, my name anagrams to Oh Heck Ninjas. And Art Chung. Narc Thug. The man behind the music is Jonathan Colton. Now Jolta Cannon. Additional puzzle writing contributed by Tamara Frederici. Dramatic Fairy. Greg Pliska. Sparkle Gig. Dan Schofield. Tadish Felon. And Noah Tarno. A raw wonton. Our audio engineer is Paul Ruess. Us true pal. Our house sound engineer is David Hurtkin. Ugg Trendiva. With production help from Eleanor Kagan. And Orange Lake. James Ramsey. A Smeary Jam. Saraya Muhammad. Madam Hears You. And Zach Mellert. Call me Hertz. Ask Me Another supervising producer is Jesse Baker. Jab Seekers. Our executive producer is Eric Newsom. Curium Zen. We'd like to thank the Bell House here in Brooklyn, New York. Hot Heel Blues. I'm her right Pagonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Ask Me Another. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, the queen of quizzes, the princess of puzzles, the trivia trollop. <laughs> Next to me on stage are our amazing puzzle gurus, John Chinesky. Hi, everybody. Hi, Ophira. Hi, John. Hi. And Art Chung. Hey, Ophira. How's it going? Good. 
more from our gurus later. But first, I'd like you to turn your attention to the man who never considers himself fully dressed without his guitar, Mr. Jonathan Colton. Hello. So we have our first two contestants on stage. Let's meet them right now. Let's have a round of applause for Mary Rose Delal. Hi, Mary. And Bryce Gilliard. Hi, Bryce. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Ask Me Another. Now, Mary, you're an actual real New Yorker, born and raised. Yes, ma'am. This is genuine Brooklyn accent. Genuine Brooklyn accent. <laughs> is Brooklyn your favorite of all the boroughs? Well, you have a well I, I'm a native New Yorker. Yeah. I was born and bred in Brooklyn. I went to college in Staten Island for four years, grad school in the Bronx for four years, lived in Manhattan 19 years, and lost my virginity in Queens one night. <laughs> She wins. I know. But the interesting thing is she never returned to Queens. Excellent. I'm happy to have you. Now, Bryce, you write about interior design and you style rooms for photo shoots? That's what I do. That's an amazing job. So I love love paint colors, all the crazy, you know, names that they try to give these colors to get people interested. What is the in color right now? Pale avocado. Pale avocado. (laughs) I understand because... Normal avocado is a little much, right? That is just blaring off the walls. No, pale is romantic. Pale is romantic. Mmm, kind of soupy green. I understand. (laughs) All right, so this is a game called Happy and You Know It. Jonathan, what is this about? Well, I'm sure everyone remembers the children's song that teaches you that if you are happy and you are also aware of that fact, (laughs) you should demonstrate that by clapping your hands. Right, it separates the uh, Paxil people from the Ritalin people. <laughs> That's right. That's right. If, if you are sad, do not clap your hands. <laughs> you don't, you just don't even There is no reason to clap your hands if you are sad. Uh, so in this game, we're going to give you clues to things, and I'm going to sing you those clues to the tune of If You're Happy and You Know It. Uh, because I was a music major in college. I can do this. Uh, so, Afira, we're going to try this one out to demonstrate to them. Uh, uh, see if you can guess what this is. If you're a mammal and you know it, clap your hands. If you're from Africa and you know it, clap your hands. If your long neck is the key to eating leaves up in a tree. It's the example, but I'm glad you're excited and enthusiastic. It's the only answer I'll know. Yo, you sell yourself short, Mary. The answer to this one, and you get to sing it. If I'm a giraffe and I know it, clap my hands. Yes. yes All right, right, so contestants, you're going to ring in when you know the answer, but Jonathan will likely keep playing because it's very difficult to stop a happy man. <laughs> and you will need to ring in and, yes, sing the answer as the last line. Audience, you will not be singing along. I know you'll want to, but you may clap. Please clap. And then after each ditty, we'll both ask you a follow-up question. Either of you can ring in for it about uh, whatever I feel like. Are you ready? Yes. Excellent. If you're a hairstyle and you know it, clap your hands. If you're shaped on either side, clap your hands. If it's in a line and not a chunk, and you can tell folks you're really punk. If you're a mohawk and you know it, clap your hands. Yes. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) 
So when we're talking about Mohawks, the first person that should spring to mind, if you're a certain age, <laughs> is the former A-team star, Mr. T. Oh. Okay, relax. <laughs> you don't know what the question is yet. It's a little bell crazy right now. People, right. people get a little torqued up, up on, on stage. That happens. <laughs> Mr. T had a short-lived reality show in which he traveled across America giving motivational advice. What was the name of the show? which was named after his famous catchphrase. No, you want, you want me to go to the audience? <laughs> wow. Both, both say no? All right, audience. I pity the fool. I pity the fool. Oh, yeah. If you're a dessert and you know it, clap your hands. If you're ricotta-based and you know it, clap your hands. More valued than a gun in a mobster's hit and run. I believe that was Mary Rose. If I'm a cannoli and you know it, clap your hands. Yes. Yes, a cannoli. I need to go listen. Oh, my God. I wish when people at the ricotta-based and you know it, clap your hands, I wish everyone really was ricotta-based. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, what, yes. a, what a wonderful oh, world it would be. Rigot. So, okay. Rigot. All right, Brooklyn. Ah, you know she's from Brooklyn. That's right. Uh, you want to say gamol, huh? Nah, okay. Oh, is this where you guys pretend you're Italian? Um... Uh, Cannolis came to us from Italy, specifically the island of Sicily. Another popular Italian dessert is Neapolitan ice cream, named after the city in Naples. What are the three traditional flavors found in Neapolitan ice cream? Rice. Chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. Yes. Correct. If you're an office supply and you know it, clap your hands. If you make copies and you know it, clap your hands. If your ink has lost its base, it's this cartridge you'll replace. Bryce? If you're a Xerox machine and you know it, clap your hands. Laser printer. No. <laughs> One answer at a time, please. Mary Rose? If you're a drum and you know it, clap your hands. What? A you drum. A, and... a drum. Yeah, I know where you're going. Can't do it. I know Can where you're try going. the audience again? Yeah, unfortunately, that is not the answer we're looking for. Audience, do you have an idea? Toner. Toner. Sing it. If you're... Thank you. <laughs> Sounds beautiful, audience. Toner. Both the contestants... That's one point for the audience. Both the contestants are looking at me right now like, no. No. <laughs> we don't like this. No, no toner. In the 1999 movie Office Space... Three disgruntled cubicle jockeys take a laser printer outside and destroy it with a baseball bat. One of them is also angry because he is the same name as what popular soft rock singer? Mm, contestants unsure. Thinking. Mary Rose says no. Bryce? She needs a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mary Rose. Bryce? Andy Gibb? Andy Gibb. Hey, she took a guess. I like that. She That's took a, a wrong guess, guess but yeah. she took a guess. Audience? Michael Bolton. Yes. Michael Bolton. Yeah, well, there you go. The fact that you didn't know that is not bad. If you're an organ and you know it, clap your hands. Be careful. If you're in a pear and you know it, clap your hands. If your neighbor is the spleen and you're also a type of bean. Bryce? If you're a kidney and you know it, clap your hands. Yes, kidney! 
And if your neighbor is a spleen, you have the worst neighbor ever. That is a loud, venting neighbor. What Stephen Songheim musical features Mrs. Lovett's highly suspect version of steak and kidney pies? Contestants, not sure? No? All right, audience? Sweetie Todd. Sweetie Todd. Yes, okay, that's all yeah. right. Got a couple more for you. If you're plastic and you know it, clap your hands. If you're an odd utensil and you know it, clap your hands. If you look just like a fork that has eaten too much pork. Bryce? If you're a spork and you know it, clap your hands. Yes, spork is correct. Now, the word spork is a portmanteau word, a combination of the word spoon and fork. What trademark invention is a portmanteau of the French words for velvet and hook, which is a good description of the product? It's a combination of the French words for velvet and hook. The old velvet hook, they used to call it. (laughs) Back in the day. Back in the day. You just have to do things with that. What's that? The old velvet hook? (laughs) Bryce? Bryce. Velcro? Yes, Velcro. Velcro. All right, what do we have here? Okay, turns out our winner for this round is Bryce. Congratulations, Congratulations. You'll be moving on for Ask Me One More final round coming up at the end of the show. Mary Rose, you're a fantastic competitor. We love having you on. Big round of applause for Mary Rose. Congratulations. Can a burning the sleeping pill wakes me? Take a wicker pillow filled with energy. Power on hard and check my messages. But I don't have any messages. Take a drive until and head to my car. Drive around a bit cause work isn't very far. Call my phone and I check my messages. But I don't have any messages. All I know, driving on drugs feels better when they're prescription. All I know, the world looks beautiful, the world looks so damn beautiful. I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think I felt, felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now. I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think I felt, felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now, right now. Jonathan Colton. Now it's time when we talk about our mystery guest. This is someone we find interesting enough to bring on, pick their brains in a sit-down interview, and then we subject them to a trivia match that our gurus have written for their personal puzzling pleasure. John, I believe you have a hint as to who our mystery guest is tonight? I do. This is my hint. Our mystery guest went up the hill as one half of jackandjillpolitics.com to secure a more realistic depiction of African Americans in the media. Whoa, yeah. nice. This guy does stuff. Yeah, yeah. unlike some <laughs> unlike people. Us. You know, yeah, us, exactly. Yeah. Sounds very cool. Thanks, John. Thank you. So do you think you can handle the heat of the puzzle hot seat? If you think you've got what it takes to be an Ask Me Another contestant, then prove it. To be a contestant, reach us on Facebook and Twitter by searching NPR Ask Me Another, or you can go to our webpage at askmeanother.npr.org. If none of those options appeal to you, it's okay you can send us an old-fashioned email at askmeanother at npr.org. We'll send you a test, and this might be your big chance to reign supreme on national public radio. Coming up, if you love to point out people's mistakes, well, we have the game for you. 
I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. to Ask Me Another. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is puzzler extraordinaire, John Chinesky. Hi. Hi, John. And we have our next contestants. Let's welcome Susan Poliniak. Hello. Hi. (laughs) And Ken Stern. Ken Stern. So, Susan, your actual award maybe still are a puppeteer? I was a Muppeteer trainee about 10 years ago. Yeah. A Muppeteer? No, trainee. Okay, what's the difference? I didn't get to be a Muppeteer. I just got to train. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, Susan, welcome. Thank you. Ken, uh, you, you're a puzzle guy. I've been known to, yes. And you create puzzles? I think I've created two that have seen the light of day. Okay. <laughs> uh, who have you created them for? I created one for the New York Times, and I sometimes create them for my, uh, my seven-year-old son. Aww. All right, well, you're going to need those puzzle skills, because this is a game called... Forwards and backwards, which scares me, because, John, I'm getting a whiff that we're talking about palindromes. As you know, palindromes are words or phrases that are spelled the same forwards and backwards. In this game, you'll be given a clue to a two-word palindrome. Contestants, all you have to do is give us the phrase. For example, Ophira, if I gave you the clue, beginning and ending with H, pester former Governor Palin of Alaska, you'd answer... Harass Sarah. Very good, harass Sarah. Contestants, ring in when you know the answer. Whoever gets more right moves on to our Ask Me One More final round. Ready? Okay, here we go. We're going to start with people's names. Each of these two-word palindromes is going to include a common first name. And to make it a little less stressful, we'll give you the first letter of each answer, which will also be the last letter. Beginning and ending with the letter N, what you'd say to vote against the host of American Idol. Ken? Nay Ryan? Nay Ryan is right. Yes. Off to a good start. (laughs) Beginning and ending with the letter E. Escape capture by a late night talk show host. Ken? Evade Dave? Evade Dave is right. (laughs) Beginning and ending with the letter I. An Indian rap dress belonging to the host of This American Life. Susan? Iris Sorry. Iris Sorry. He should be, yes. Okay, now that was, that was challenging, but we're going to step it up a little bit. Why not? Still. Let's make it harder. This next set of palindromes will be two words long, but there won't be any names in them. Beginning and ending with the letter M, the area of your house where you can make cow noises. Ken? The moo room? The moo room is right. <laughs> Also acceptable would be bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Beginning and ending with the letter S. Cats that are suffering from dementia. Susan? Senile felines. Senile felines is right. (laughs) What do you think of those senile felines? Memories. I don't have any memories. (laughs) have any memories, yes. <laughs> okay. Beginning and ending with the letter B. The grouchy guy at your local watering hole. 
or saloon? Susan? Bar crab. Bar crab is right. Audience responded like that was a stunt. Well done, Mm. yeah. (laughs) Beginning and ending with the letter T. Someone who is crazy about Starkist or Chicken of the Sea. Ken? Tuna Nut. Tuna Nut is right. Wow, what a close game, but it turns out that we do have a winner for this round. Ken? You you are the winner. And you will be moving on to our Ask Me One More Final Round. Susan, tight race, great, great competitor. Well done. Another round for Susan, everybody. And let's welcome back our puzzle guru, Art Chung. Art, can you give the audience one more clue as to who our mystery guest is this week? I can, Afira. Our mystery guest book has been described as part memoir, part satirical self-help offering advice on, among other things, how to be the next black president. I read it, and all I can say is, I'm ready. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for that chapter. That's going to be amazing. Thank you, Art. Let's welcome our next two contestants. Andy Duong and Tom Miller. Welcome to Ask Me Another, Andy, Tom. So, Andy, you have been to a huge number of countries. I have. How many? 28. 28. Do you have a favorite? Um, the Netherlands, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Netherlands. For many reasons. For many reasons. <laughs> uh, what's your second favorite reason? <laughs> I'm going to say the pancakes. <laughs> the pancakes. Very good. Now, do you ever oh, the watch first. the show Downton Abbey? I haven't. Everyone tells me I should. You should. Yes, you should. Well, that's too bad. Uh, <laughs> no, that's great. But remember that. I will. Tom Miller, nice to see you. Howdy. Uh, you are the general manager, is that right? That's exactly right. A general manager yeah. and write and act and perform for this fantastic website that I enjoy. It's a women's interest website, but it's called yourtango.com. I love that site. That's exactly right. Thank yes. you very much. You're welcome. Do you watch Downton Abbey? I've seen some Downton Abbey. You've seen some? Some. That doesn't mean you follow it, does it? Uh, it's hard to catch up with uh, so many good shows on Netflix streaming. Oh, okay. All right, well, this game is called Down at Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey, Downton Abbey. That is, the, uh, the, of course, the British hit drama set in an Edwardian mansion in the early 20th century. It is basically Gossip Girl with fancy dresses. Oh, for shame, Lord Colton. That's probably you think that way because you're an American. Yes. <laughs> I love that show. I've given my whole life to that show. No, I know. I know. You, you care. You care about it. And for that, I beg your forgiveness, Lady Ophira oh, Eisenberg. Thank you. <laughs> that just does not flow, does it? That doesn't Lady really Ophira flow, Eisenberg. No. <laughs> but it is true. Our staff is a little obsessed with Downton Abbey. So they made up this little game where the characters of Downton get visited by some real-life people who have aristocratic or royal names. For example, Lady Ophira. Try this one. Branson, the chauffeur, has to park a little red Corvette when Downton is visited by this diminutive singer, (laughs) fittingly decked out in royal purple and looking to party like it's 1899. (laughs) That would be Prince, of course. That is correct. Or Sir Roger Nelson. 
Yes, as he is otherwise as known. As he is otherwise known. So, contestants, you understand. You, as it turns out, you don't have to know much of anything about Downton Abbey to play this game. <laughs> which is lucky for you. <laughs> <laughs> All the answers will be individuals who have a royal title somewhere in their name. Ring in when you know the answer. Whoever gets more right will move on to our Ask Me One More final round. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Carson the butler is aghast at the uncouth behavior of this supposedly noble English comedian who spends the entire weekend insisting he is a journalist from Kazakhstan named Borat. Sasha Baron Cohen. Tom, you are correct. It's hard to find that name, but you got it. Yep. The Dowager Countess has strong opinions on how a female sovereign should comport herself and it certainly does not include appearing in films like Chicago or Bringing Down the House, as this rapper-turned-actress has done. Andy. Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. It was a great honor for Downton when this television personality and monarch deigned to visit, but they were scandalized to learn that he had been married to seven different women, and what was up with those suspenders? Tom. Larry King. Larry King is correct. At the annual Servants' Ball, the Crawleys delight the staff by bringing in this aristocratic big band leader who can make even Mrs. O'Brien dance with his signature song, Take the A-Train. Tom. Duke Ellington? Duke Ellington, correct. All the Crawley ladies wear the latest in Edwardian fashion, but this knighted rapper prefers... Older Victorian-style dresses with bustles because he likes big butts and cannot lie. Andy. Oh, oh my goodness. He I thought like he had big it. Big butts and I cannot lie. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't remember. You don't remember escaping you? All right. Tom, do you know? Sure. Yeah, uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Sir Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> As they would say in Downton, lady got back. Lady got back. All right. Tom, you are our winner of this round. Congratulations. You'll be moving on to our Ask Me One More Final Round. Thank you for both for playing Andy. Huge hand for Andy, everybody. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You were the brothers can't deny. Girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face. You get sprung, you wanna pull up to. You notice that, but we're stuck deep in the jeans she's wearing. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. Ooh, babe, I wanna get with ya. Take your pretty picture. My homeboys tried to warn me, but that butt you got made me so horny. Ooh, rumple smooth skin. You say you wanna get in my Benz, well. Use me, use me, cause you ain't that average groupie I've seen them dancing, to hell with romancing Cause she's sweating, wet, got it going like a turbo vet I'm tired of magazines, saying flat butts are the thing Take the average black man and ask him that She gotta pack much back, so fella, fella Says your girlfriend got the butt Tell her to shake it, shake it Shake that healthy butt Baby got back Baby got back Baby got back 
Thank Jonathan you. Colton. I can see that in the future you're going to be playing that at people's weddings for their first dance. <laughs> okay, up next on Ask Me Another, we have our contestants, Roger Craig and Sam Meyer. Welcome. Sam, now you write a uh, blog. Yes. What is it about? I write a blog about cocktails. Wow, it's, that is uh, the most fantastic cocktailians. blog of all. Yeah. <laughs> and what interests you about cocktails? It's easier than cooking. It's, you can work with a smaller palette of uh, ingredients. <laughs> and, and you're drunk by the end of it. Right. So. It's easier than cooking. I never yes. thought of it that way. And Roger Craig, welcome. Hello, Hello Afira. Hello. So... You have a business that I don't quite understand. I'd love to hear what it is. Predictive analytics. That's right. So we do business analytics and predict the future for, with, using data to make I know better... you're trying to make it sound interesting. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I know. I went into the uh, little spiel there. We essentially, yeah, help predict the future with the past. Awesome. I'm with you. Yeah. That's good to know. I'm about to introduce our game, but I have to also just point out, Sam, that um, Roger is a, the fourth highest Jeopardy winner of all time. I think something like that, right? Yes. You would know for sure, I'm sure. <laughs> Hold I've the record told. of the most money ever won ever. Yeah, I just lucked <laughs> out. It was amazing. Yeah, that's <laughs> luck. Yeah, that is luck. <laughs> Fantastic. But Sam, don't get worried. I only I, made it through one of those episodes. You made it through one episode? And as I've learned, anything can happen in the show. But let's talk about this game. It's called Spot the Mistake. Now, you see, NPR fans are some of the sharpest listeners in all of the radio world. So if they think that they've heard our reporters make any sort of mistake, like a wrong fact, a grammatical error, or even a mispronunciation, they are all over it. So in this next puzzle... We're testing the fact-checking skills of our contestants and the audience at home. And to help us out, we've asked a few NPR reporters and friends of the show to read some news items with a mistake intentionally inserted somewhere in the copy. Aha! So, you're going to get one point for identifying the mistake in the story and another point for correcting it. If you ring in but get either part incorrect, your opponent can steal. Okay? And let me just reiterate... These brilliant NPR reporters would never make these mistakes. Never. What you're hearing right now is something we've put together for the purpose of a game show. They were kind enough to lend their voices for our game. So listeners, I repeat, we made this up. It's a game. Don't call in. Don't write. We love you. But we know. Here we go with our first clue. Despite direction by Tony winner Julie Taymor and music by Bono and the Edge of Aerosmith, the troubled rock musical Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark had the longest preview period in Broadway history, with more than six months of performances before its official opening. Joel Rose, NPR News. Sam. Uh, the error was that Bono and the Edge were in Aerosmith. They're actually in U2. That is correct. Well done, Sam. Here's your next news spot. Another twist in the London tabloid scandal. News Corp executives are being questioned in a wide-ranging judicial inquiry about their knowledge of phone hacking and police bribery on their watch. Next up are News Corp CEO and Chairman Roger Murdoch and his son, James. David Folkenflik, NPR News. Roger. The CEO of News Corp is Robert Murdoch. Ooh. Sorry. Sorry. Says no. Sam. 
the chairman of News Corp is Rupert Murdoch. All right. Let's play the tape to hear the answer. Correction. Roger Murdoch was the airline pilot played by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the 1980s spoof movie Airplane. Rupert Murdoch is the man in the hot seat in London. (laughs) I should point out on Jeopardy, you only need to have last names. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. (laughs) Are you ready for another? Yes. The 2009 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees included legendary hip-hop crew Run DMC, known for hit singles It's Tricky and Born This Way. Rapper Eminem was present at the ceremony to honor the trio, only the second hip-hop group ever to be inducted after Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. For NPR Music, I'm Franny Kelly. Roger. Born This Way is by Lady Gaga. They did Walk This Way. Interesting. Let's listen to the answer. Born This Way should be Walk This Way. Born This Way is a Lady Gaga song. President Obama's had a hard time keeping his economic advisors during his first term. The last remaining member of the president's initial economic team is Treasury Secretary Ben Bernanke. The president selected Bernanke to succeed Hank Paulson in that office. Robert Smith, NPR News, New York. Sam. The Treasury Secretary is Tim Geithner, and uh, Ben Bernanke is the chairman of the Fed. You sound so confident about that. I hope so. I don't know. All right, let's play the tape. The error is that the Treasury Secretary is Timothy Geithner. Ben Bernanke is the chairman of the Federal Reserve. Yes, you are correct. All right, scores are in. Sam, you're going to be moving on to our final Ask Me One More round at the end of the show. Roger, what a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. Great competitor. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Okay, we've reached the part in the show where I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I am going to reveal our mystery guest. He is one half, probably Jack, of jackandjillpolitics.com. And he's going to tell us how to become the next black president. It is New York Times bestselling author and comedian, Baratunde Thurston. You're listening to NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisenberg. And coming up, we'll find out if Baratunde knows his movie buddies. to Ask Me Another, NPR's hour for people who love filling in the blank. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and joining me is this week's mystery guest, Baratunde Thurston, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to Ask Me Another. Thanks for having me. I love that you gave the audience the royal wave. Yeah, it's like a pageant up here. (laughs) It is like a pageant. And we have the kind of names that NPR listeners go crazy for. (laughs) Ophira and Baratunde. Ophira Tunde. Here we go. Tunde, a portmanteau. It's on. <laughs> it's on. Whole new show. Uh, I, I know that people always, with the weird name, yeah. do, I get the, oh, so what do your friends call you? Do you get that? Yeah. yeah well, I, what I get is, what do people call you for short? And what do you say? Baratunde. <laughs> <laughs> I know people are like, what do your friends call you? I'm like, well, you're not one of them. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so why would I tell you? It. You have to earn that knowledge. You have to unlock that. Now, I love that you wrote that you uh, reside in Brooklyn, but you live on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, it's real comfortable there. Infinite real estate. <laughs> Doesn't cost anything. But you are super active on Twitter. Yes, you have I a am. podcast, you have a, a blog. Yeah. You have a best selling 
New York Times book. Uh, yeah, How to Be Black. It's exciting. <laughs> President Obama said that you are someone he should know. Roughly. Yeah. Roughly? Not that we should know each other roughly. He roughly says that. <laughs> I'm not fighting the president. Like, I would lose because he has a lot of protection. I don't even know why I'm defending why I wouldn't win. But <laughs> the only reason he beat me because of Secret Service. But, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise. His longer reach. But you, you I mean, this is a, a lot of stuff. Is, what, is the master plan, like, just completely taking over? Like, social media domination? Well, that's uh, limited. Oh, really? Not enough? <laughs> Take over everything. Take over everything. Yeah, yeah. No, I look, I have a fun time. I love existing at like comedy, tech, politics intersection. I've been doing stand up for a while. I've been at The Onion for a number of years. And it's just a very, a very fun way to experiment with like how we tell stories and then how we connect to people. And comedy is a really cool way to mess with people's heads. <laughs> <laughs> right, because you can tell whatever story you want as long as you tell it funny yeah, right exactly right exactly. so it's like absolute acceptance it's like a trojan horse <laughs> now how to be black is obviously a pretty compelling title for a book yeah, yeah. that uh, stands out it's got it has a nice bold cover too so it just brings your eye right to it yeah was that title your idea or did not exactly no no here's how it went down a couple years ago i was i was shopping for wine and i don't know how to buy wine there's a certain way you're supposed to do it you're supposed to like snort it right <laughs> And then feelings happen inside of you, right? You feel like sadness and darkness and nutmeg and like all these weird things. And it's very complicated. Uh, when I feel nutmeg, I know I want to dance. <laughs> but then people have like, oh, it's nutty on the nose. What does that mean? Shut up. So I didn't have patience for this. I'm like, does it taste good? Does it not taste good? And there was a clerk at the shop who could have answered questions, but I wasn't interested in learning. Uh, <laughs> So I look for a sign. I love your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the thing, right? Just be who you are. And so I look for a sign in terms of the labels, like how do I know whether this wine is for me or not? And I saw a brand of wine called Negro Amado. And I was like, yes. <laughs> this is wine for Negroes. <laughs> I am a Negro. Therefore, <laughs> it was like very obvious. And so a couple of days later, I was taunting my friend Elon James White, who's a fellow Brooklyn comedian, on Twitter. And I said, Elon, I bought wine because it had the word Negro in it. How black are you? <laughs> and that was a hashtag. And then he responded, uh, I see the subtle racial implications of Thundercats. <laughs> Panthro is black, shirtless, and Lionel's driver. How black are you? And it was on, like a race war had begun. And so the attempt to out-black each other through this humorous thing, you know, was a part of a larger talk I gave. And someone from HarperCollins was in the audience. They come in, you should write a book called How Black Are You? I was like, no, I should not. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a terror. I do not trust America with How Black Are right. You? Just like grape soda and watermelons flying across my screen. <laughs> like, this country can't handle the Americanness of its president. I don't trust it with like How Black Are You? Uh, and then uh, someone in the room said, what about How to Be Black? And I said, yes. That's ridiculous. Right. I accept your challenge. <laughs> right. It sounds like there's some comedy in yeah, it, Yeah, right? there's, there's comedy. I mean, it's, one, it's a positive statement. Like, how black are you is very undermining your challenge and someone's authenticity. How to be black is like an offering, and it's more open. And it's unachievable. Right? <laughs> so I accept. Right? And the book is part satirical self-help guidebook on, yeah. you know, how to uh, be the 
black friend, how to be the next black president, yeah. and then half personal memoir, which I love that. You talking all about your life and how your own experience with race and identity. So when you picture the average American reading this book, what do you average want? Average American doesn't read. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Just cut you off right there. All right. So when but you... Brooklyn reads. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, here's the deal. So... Race can be a very awkward subject. Uh, a lot of people feel exhausted by it. They're like, oh, we gave you your black president. What else do you want from me? We gave you got the Oprah. Office. You know what I'm saying? What, you got a billionaire and the president. We're done, right? Like, you're good. You're good. <laughs> so, and, but there is this sort of fatigue of, like, how you talk about it. And then there's, like, a lot of defensiveness around, a lot of anger, a lot of emotion. And so the humor is meant to open the door and then to be able to talk about some more serious things. The, the memoir stuff is very personal, very true, uh, but it is also humorous. And then the guide was to kind of chop that up and offer lessons learned along the way. There are also interviews in the book. I assembled a panel of black experts. Yes. Right? People who have been black their entire lives. <laughs> so they have a... a what? One of them. Well, no, actually, you're right. there is a, sort of an affirmative action thing going on. I got uh, <laughs> one white person yes. to be on my black panel. Uh, <laughs> And he's Canadian. Uh, so there's really no reason for him to be in this book whatsoever. Yeah. He's basically translucent. Yeah, but he's the whitest guy I could find. He's Christian Lander from stuff white people like. Yeah, great. And great, one of the hilarious. things white people like is black people. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really smart about what he's doing with his humor, and he actually provided a lot of good insight. For me, it was a scientific control group issue. This is science, Ophira. I'm basically a scientist. That's one of your other skills. Yeah, I have a lot of jobs. So now I have to ask you, do you consider yourself a fierce competitor? Do you compete with people when you play any games? I murder them. Okay. (laughs) Are you ready to take on and ask me another challenge? Yes, I am. All right. (laughs) Baratunde Thurston, everybody. He's about to enter into the puzzle hot seat. All right, let's welcome back Jonathan Colton to the stage. And Art Chung. Okay, Baratunde, so what we've decided is that it's very hard to find a competitor worthy of your smarts and brilliance. So what we've done is we've found one lucky member in our studio audience by the name of Eric Billinger. If he could stand up wherever Eric is. And you are going to be playing for the studio audience member. All right. Art, do you want to tell Baratunde what we have in store for him? Sure. Baratunde, this game is inspired by the chapter in your book entitled How to Be the Black Friend. We realize that there's no better example of the black friend than in the movies. In Hollywood, apparently, there's no shortage of black characters whose only job it is is to help white people achieve their goals. (laughs) So this quiz is about those unsung heroes. If you answer enough right, Eric will win a special prize. Okay. You ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. If you want to ring in the bell, you can, but you're ringing in just for you. Baratunde, when you think of Dave Chappelle, you don't immediately think romantic comedy. Yet there he was, giving Tom Hanks advice about how to woo Meg Ryan in what 1998 Nora Ephron movie? Baratunde. It's me. Uh, You've got mail. You've got mail's correct. In 2011, Viola Davis was nominated for an Academy Award for playing another film trope, The Southern Maid, in the movie The Help. But in what 2010 movie did she play the boss and best friend of Julia Roberts, 
who was traveling the world looking for romance and spiritual sustenance. <laughs> Baritone day. Eat, pray, love. Eat, yes. pray, love, yes. Did you enjoy that movie, Baritone Day? Did you like that movie? I made a point of not seeing that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I like the eat part. <laughs> In The Green Mile, Michael Clark Duncan plays John Coffey, a death row inmate who befriends a prison guard played by, yep, you guessed it, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Coffey is a gentle giant, but he has magical powers. He brings a mouse back to life. And with just a touch, he cures Tom Hanks' character of what medical problem? He touches Tom Hanks in a very special place. (laughs) (laughs) Prostate cancer. (laughs) Good answer. That is a very good answer. That That is is so much better than whatever happened in that movie. I don't know. The answer was urinary tract infection. Yeah. So there you go. Which is never an answer. (laughs) This time. So not including characters voiced by black actors, there's a grand total of two black roles in the Star Wars movies. One of them is Mace Windu, played by Samuel L. Jackson. What's the other, the one-time friend of Han Solo? Lando Calrissian. Yes! Yes. Got my blackness back! (laughs) Way blacker than Sam Jackson. All right, Eric, you're in luck. Because Baratunde did just well enough for you to win a prize. You received a signed copy of Baratunde's book, How to Be Black. So we will arrange that to happen. Baratunde, that was fantastic. Thank you. You were excellent at our game. You were excellent. Thank you. Ophiratunde. Ophiratunde. Oh, and a bag? Is that a tote bag there? for real? This is for you. I didn't know you guys still made tote bags. It's, a to- it's an NPR music tote bag. That's awesome. And it has in it... A black cube! <laughs> it is an Ask Me Another limited edition. We only have a few of them left, yeah. and by that I mean 200. Uh, <laughs> Rubik's Cube. Our very own Thank Rubik's Cube. Thank you very much. Yay. Thank you. Thanks. Audience, this is what we've all been waiting for. It's our Ask Me One More Final Round. This final elimination round will determine this week's Ask Me Another champion. So let's bring back the winners from all of our previous rounds. From Happy and You Know It, we have Bryce Gilliard. From Forwards and Backwards, Ken Stern. Down at Downton Abbey, Tom Miller. And Spot the Mistake, Sam Meyer. So this game is called SAT Analogies. You know, John, uh, being Canadian... Has a lot of advantages. Name one. Okay. Uh, universal health care. Oh, yeah, that's, that's one. Moose running free. Okay, I just said one. You can that's date okay. Mounties. And you don't have to take the SAT. Most important. Doesn't matter. Nope. Well, for many high school seniors, the worst part of the SATs were the analogies. Now, these questions generally took the form, a stop sign is to red as a yield sign is to what? You'd have to figure out that since the stop sign is colored red and the yield sign is colored yellow, the answer would be yellow. And then you get to go to college with that. That's it. Done. (laughs) Anyway, we've decided to try our hand at our own analogies, spanning everything from literature and science to history and pop culture. We're throwing in the kitchen sink here. For example, Afira, one is to George Washington as 50 is to... Ulysses S. 
Grant. Yes, very good. Very good. Contestants, you'll only have a few seconds to give us an answer. We're playing this spelling bee style. If you get one answer wrong, you're out. Last person standing is this week's grand winner. Okay, here we go. Bryce, deep dish pizza is to Chicago as cheesesteak is to... Philadelphia. Yes. <laughs> Ken, triple word score is to Scrabble as community chest is to... Monopoly. That's right. <laughs> Tom, astronauts are to the United States as cosmonauts are to... USSR. Yes. Sam, Wheaties are to the color orange as Rice Krispies are to the color... Blue. Yes, that's right. Box color. Very good. Bryce. Frappuccino is to Starbucks as Culotta is to... Three seconds. Ooh. 7-Eleven. No, let's see if Ken knows it. Audience, Ken? Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts is right. Tom. Kid is to goat as signet is to... Squid. Not squid. <laughs> Let's try Sam. Swan. Swan is right. Thank you, Sam. Ken. Deadheads are to the Grateful Dead as parrot heads are to... Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett is right. Not Warren Buffett. No. Sam. South Sudan is to Sudan, as Slovakia is to... Uh, the Czech Republic. Czech Republic is right. Good. Ken. John F. Kennedy is to Lyndon Johnson, as William McKinley is to... Roosevelt. That's right. Uh, which one? Theodore That's Roosevelt. right. <laughs> Won't let you get away with that. Sorry. Sam. U.S. Army Special Forces are to Green Berets as the Shriners are to... The Masons. No. Ken, U.S. Army Special Forces are to Green Berets as the Shriners are to... Fezzes? Red Fezzes is right. Way to go. Our winner today is Ken Stern. Ken Stern, our grand prize winner. We are going to bring back Baratunde Thurston to the stage to explain to you what your special grand prize is. Congratulations, Ken. I am uh, I'm very excited to present you with a black pack. Ooh. Here's what you get. You get a How to Be Black mug. Got a no cream allowed inside. You get a hoodie, right? You get a special albino edition of the book. Racial profiling at its finest. And you get this very limited, non-purchasable item, the black card. And uh, the way it works is it gets you some privileges. You get a racial argument, you slam the card on the table, you win. You want access to the White House, it works 24-7 as long as there's a black president. And you're declared official friend of black people. Welcome to the family, Ken. That is a prize. Thank you once again to our missionary guest, Spiritunde Thurston, for providing a fun interview and the black pack, and Ken Stern for being our grand prize winner for Ask Me Another. 
Well, that's it for Ask Me Another. But if you still need more, and I know you do, you can find us in a bunch of clues we didn't get to anytime you feel like it on Facebook and Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. Puzzle czars have been John Chinesky. Hey, my name anagrams to Oh Heck Ninjas. And Art Chung. Narc Thug. The man behind the music is Jonathan Colton. Now Jolta Cannon. Additional puzzle writing contributed by Tamara Frederici. Dramatic Fairy. Greg Pliska. Sparkle Gig. Dan Schofield. Caddish Felon. And Noah Tarno. A raw wonton. Our audio engineer is Paul Ruess. Us true pal. Our house sound engineer is David Hurtkin. Ugh, Trendiva. With production help from Eleanor Kagan. And Orange Lake. James Ramsey. A Smeary Jam. Saraya Muhammad. Madam Hears You. And Zach Mellert. Call me Hertz. Ask Me Another supervising producer is Jesse Baker. Jab Seekers. Our executive producer is Eric Newsom. Curium Zen. We'd like to thank the Bell House here in Brooklyn, New York. Hot Heel Blues. I'm her right Pagonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. NPR.